Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, Hill Folk, and welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, So thankful that you guys could join us for another week. Today with you, as always, well, I can't say as always, they they bailed on me last week, but with you today, you got Justin, Ryan, and Lance. Uh, and today, guys, we have a a really, really well, a couple special guests for you guys. Uh, today with us, we've got the princes of the paranormal. We've got the wizards of the weird. We have Steve Austin of the Supernatural, aka Kyle. Yes, and the Ric Flair of the Ridiculous, yes. Steve. With us today. We've got Kyle and Steve from the Hollow Sky Podcast. Guys, how are y'all doing? Great. That was the best introduction we have ever had. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Hey, With, without that's, question. That's what we try to do here at Appalachian Intelligence. <laughs> if there's one thing I'll brag on Justin about, it's he can come up with an introduction. That was, <laughs> that was fire. It was, that was spot it, it was, on. It was spectacular. But we're doing good. We're doing well. Yeah. Just hanging out here in Illinois. It's been like a million degrees, but today yeah. it just rained all day. So, yeah, right. Re- nation, nation setting flash flood. There yeah, are people been- that died on the interstate. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah like cars cool. completely underwater. Holy cow. Absolutely insane. That that's is. A, that's a shitty commute. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> I'll just swim to work. Yeah, we had a couple of towns wash away, what, a week ago. Oh, yeah. Isn't that and they got hit again today. Crazy. With more rain and flooded over there again today. So. Nuts here the last couple weeks. Wow. Yeah, it's been crazy, dude. The weather's been weather's been nuts. Freaking CERN. It's, it's all CERN. I was say it. It's, it's, a, it's a damn particle collider, man. <laughs> it makes the most sense at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything that goes on at this point, I'm automatically shaking my fist at the sky and saying, dang you, sir. I blamed all my life problems on it. Since since 84, I've been like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) 
I was just really hoping, I was really, really hoping that we would jump into a timeline where, you know, we were like super successful and, and good looking and same. It just didn't happen. Right like, in that timeline, this isn't what this is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never accomplished, so it worked out for me okay. <laughs> I, kept, I kept tagging CERN on Twitter, telling them to restart the router to put us in a good timeline. But they don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, no, guys, we're uh, we're super, super grateful that you guys would join us here. Uh, you know, it's it's something really special to me to be a huge fan of of content creators out there, and to be a huge fan of a show, and to reach out and then be like, "Yeah, we'll come on." I mean, you know, to me, I'm still at the point where I'm like, "Yeah, this I shouldn't even be having these conversations with these people," um, but here we are, and Absolutely, for that. Man. For that, we're we are super grateful for that. Uh, so we'll just get started here. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about Hollow Sky Podcasts and uh, and how you guys got started into podcasting? Well, um, Hollow Sky, we pretty much just talk about weird shit. Basically, me and Kyle get together. We take all kinds of stuff, listener experiences. We deep dive into different uh topics every week and just kind of just kind of go with the flow just two blue collar dudes that like to talk about weird stuff and that's kind of what <clears throat> set the podcast on its course is that every time me and Kyle get together we would talk for like six fucking hours non-stop that's no joke man <laughs> i would i would go to walmart to pick something up and then i would come back home three hours later which Walmart is literally like five minutes from my house where you run into everybody's and I'd get back and my wife would be like, you ran into Steve, didn't you? And I go, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And we just, we naturally have the ability to communicate with each other like that. And my wife is, my wife has always said, she's like, I can sit down and listen to you guys talk about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You just, you guys just have a compelling way of communicating with each other. And so from there, like, and then I got into Rogan and I'm, I'm loving podcasts. I'm like, dude, podcasts are dope. Like, I feel like an old man when I say that, but they're fucking cool, right? And so I started throwing it at Steve. I'm like, Steve, you should probably consider doing this because we're really good at talking and podcasts are cool, man. And so it just, that's literally how it fucking kicked off. So blame Kyle's wife for this monster yeah, that she's yeah, created. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, good job, Kyle's wife. You uh, <laughs> you created a gym, a gym, <laughs> set this monster in motion. Well, no, that's the thing, man. Like you know, I know you probably hear from some people because we do as well. Well, I wish you guys would just stay on topic or you know quit with the banter or you know all this. But dude, that's what I enjoy. Like absolutely, you know, even even early on with this thing. Like I was going through and trying to edit every single episode and take out all the coughs and the ums and all this different stuff. And, and finally, I was like, "Man, this ain't this ain't even genuine at this point. This is like it sounds fake." So yep. from that point on, I'm just like, you know what? Whatever happens, I'm uploading it. Forget it. It's that's <laughs> the exact same path we took. Like Kyle, because Kyle does everything in house. He edits all our episodes, does everything. And when we first started, he was cutting like. 200 different edits and everything yeah, man and now we're to the point now where we don't we hit record and we just don't even stop we're like whatever yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm a perfectionist too like when i when i want to do something i try to go full throttle like there's no middle ground like 
when I release something, I want it to be the best that I'm capable of doing. I'm not saying I'm the best by any means, but I try to do my best. So that's where that comes in. I get a little ridiculous about things at times. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yo, Steve, we got up our audio quality, dude. We got to get these $400 mics. We have to. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think we sound all right. No, dude, <laughs> no. Rogan uses this. We're getting this. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Ron, who's, who does that something on his mind? You can't. No, there's, there's no swaying no. him, so I just let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah, that that's Justin. That that's Justin all over. Um, <laughs> I, no, I get OCD about other things, but this I just no, the YouTube side is all natural. There's zero editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the only editing I do is making it fit that format, so, so I can slide it over there. There you go. And that's it. And then I pick a thumbnail. <laughs> I usually got, try to get got one it, boys. Got it. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> there's, your, there's, there's your thumbnail. Oh, shit. <laughs> but no, that's that's what I enjoy about y'all's podcast is that it just it seems genuine. It seems like just two buddies sitting down and chatting it up about, you know, super weird topics. I yep. mean, that's. <laughs> That's that's what I love about it. I really, really do. I appreciate that. And we did get a little bit of flack when we first started. Like, oh yeah, you didn't stay on topic and you didn't do more research and stuff. And we kind of like went back and forth on changing it. And finally, we're like, you know what? Fuck it. It's our podcast. We're gonna do what we want. If yep. people who want to listen to it are gonna listen to it, and the people that don't can listen to something else. So you know, yeah. it's just kind of how that falls. For sure. So yeah, man. That's that's better flack than what we got. So, <laughs> he, he's like, you guys got flag. We got hand grenades. <laughs> we get. I get. I personally get this message. I have no idea why I'm even friends with this person on Facebook. I don't even know who they are, but I get this personal message, and it's got our podcast tagged. In. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. <laughs> so. I was just going to let it go. I'm like, hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? This bitch thought this through <laughs> enough to personally message me and took time out of her day to personally message me just to tell me how ridiculous I am. <laughs> so That's the- I, I basically, in, in the most polite way possible, told her to fuck off and we really didn't care about her opinion. Just don't listen. You know, if you, if you don't believe in any of this, just go on. And then come to find out she goes to church with my wife's grandmother, who we we currently take care of. (laughs) And uh, so I don't know if you guys know what O-Regular Baptists are, but some of the words I just said would (laughs) would send them into a seizure. (laughs) <laughs> we we have we have a couple a couple <laughs> listeners they won't admit to it because they talk so much garbage on the podcast they live leave negative reviews and they'll come they, it'll go in waves i'm like yeah you know the last negative review that was like six months ago but you're still fucking here so yeah i don't know what to tell you I, that just blows my mind when people like i've never listened to a podcast and i was just so appalled and disgusted that i felt like i need to leave a one-star review <laughs> you know i just yeah. just never never ever even if it's not good i'll just shut it off that's, you know? what, that's what i do <laughs> yeah exactly 
it, it takes, you know, it takes an effort to show that kind of hate. Yeah. Like, how how bad did we hurt this person that they come through about every three months to tell us how bad we suck? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What's and wrong we do. With this guy? They do, man. They sign it the exact same name every single time. <laughs> I try to let it. I try to let it go, and then I just sit there and I brood on it, and I'm like, this motherfucker. He is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that may be what keeps him coming back though. Yeah, that's probably might true. Might be. Oh well. It's fun in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's part of it, man. It's part yeah. of it. And you know, it's I mean, yeah, I guess you could just kind of let the trolls go, but it's a lot more fun when you just clap back, you know. And that's the good <laughs> that's the good thing about what we're doing here, you know. We're our own bosses. We can say that's whatever right. we want to yeah. say. That's right. I, I got the microphone. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yep. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot more people listening to me than the guy leaving the comments on <laughs> Apple, you know. That's it. Plus, that's the, it. Cancel, the cancel culture is too young to freaking listen to us. So. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. We're probably safe there. <laughs> that's a pretty valid point. <laughs> we got a few more years, boys. We got to get it in before, before they come over for this. <laughs> Well, they ain't listening to this stuff anyway. That's, that's probably facts. I think we'll be okay. When we start dipping into that conspiracy side, then, yeah, you know. Dude, the conspiracy side is hot right now. Oh, it's, yeah. it's It's nuclear. It's oh, beyond yeah. hot. Every Everything is just so polarizing. and Yeah. It's like you alienate half of your listeners if you even touch on a subject. So. Oh, a- yes. And, you know, you guys... I was listening to the episode of uh, your local alien, your guy's fan. He cl- he was uh, a. <laughs> he I know came. You're talking about. Oh yeah, he came on your show, and that's when you guys started discussing about how all these UFO sightings could it be a government thing where they're just trying to get us ready for the actual thing because they know what's out there. Right. Which is the route I was going. You can ask Justin. I was talking about this for a while, and then I heard that, and I was like, well, that's kind of validating, you know, that other people feel the same way. For sure. I think I think just about anything is a possibility. And then in today's world, I mean, you if you guys, which I'm sure you have, like you, we've been interested in this shit since we've been little kids. And you can remember back then, like, you especially ufos that shit was hush hush like it was just you hear a guy talking about it he's fucking nuts move on like it it you know these guys are just making shit up in their head they're doing whatever and then now now it's in in mainstream media and you have to ask that question why why is it in mainstream media what what's going on here what what changed to make it to where you can go to the movies and watch Shows about alien abductions where when we were little, you'd have to stay up until one o'clock in the morning to listen to Art Bell. You know, you'd have to yeah. hide out under your covers with the radio to try to hear what the latest alien abduction story is. It is. It does. It does seem like they they're it's, it's like priming the public for something. If you if you read on Project Blue Beam and look into that, like that's that's steps that they take to set up whatever's going to come at the end of blue beam, whether it be a real alien invasion, a fake alien invasion, whatever it is, they, they want to prime them, the masses to, to, to be ready to take this in. Like if a, if a UFO shows up, everybody's going to be like, well, yeah, that's a UFO and not freak the fuck out yeah. how we probably should react. If we see a UFO and they line up at the white house and shit. 
Yeah, that's something like we mentioned a lot. Justin mentions it a lot on here. Karmic effect, right? Put stuff out there and get you somewhat used to it. And then when it actually happens, and then you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Perfect example of this, right before COVID hit, my wife was watching The Masked Singer. And that came on Fox, whatever station, whatever station it was on. I thought this was the craziest show of all time. Why do we care? These celebrities are up there dancing around with this crazy outfit on. But like it was, it was everywhere. Like ads were everywhere. Like Mass Singer was going to be on eight o'clock on Tuesdays, whatever it was, over and over and over again. It was this big, huge push. You saw people on Facebook talking about it, people on Twitter talking about it. The kids I taught, high school kids, even they were into it. So it was like a huge cultural thing. I guess you know, a phenomenon there for a few minutes, for a few hot minutes, whenever how long it was on for. And then what? Six months later. Masks are everywhere. Everybody's wearing a mask. It's kind of like, I thought back, uh, maybe they were just kind of getting us ready for something they knew was coming anyways. And I think it's probably the case with a whole ton, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. I didn't even make the correlation until you just said it. I was like, holy shit. Because I remember my mom would be texting me. She's like, you're watching The Masked Singer tonight? I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) She's like, you're missing it. (laughs) But yeah, that was, that was the the hottest thing going before all hell broke loose. I bet it happens a lot more like you were saying because uh, especially guys like us we don't understand the human psyche at all <laughs> we we can't even get close to fathom it and then you hear like I know on Tony's show the Rananautica CEO come on and he starts talking about tapping into collective consciousness and then you, you find these other consciousness studies and it just it, it begins to make you wonder which is kind of always the question how much more do they know then they're, I mean, they're never going to let on that they have perfected uh, remote viewing or, or things like that. But in our world, it's all possible, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, just talking about remote viewing. I mean, look at look at something like Stranger Things, you yeah. know, which I, I absolutely love. But you guys know, I mean, that's a lot of that's based on the Montauk Project and yeah. other other things that have been done throughout, you know, totally classified things have been done throughout history that a lot of this comes from, you know, there's a lot of basis. And me personally, I believe the stranger things is probably not so strange. It's, it's probably pretty close to, to reality or alternate realities. I mean, you know, there's a lot there that I feel like that's, that's possible, totally possible. And to kind of on the same note we were talking about, you think uh, my timeline may be a little bit off on this, but before Stranger Things dropped in 2017, 2018, I don't remember the exact date. Um, Facebook put out their virtual reality Oculus gaming system, right? Um, and what's, what more remote viewing is that than being able to plug into the metaverse now uh, and being able to kind of essentially do a whole variety of things? We, I, I've got one here. I bought one for my, my class. Uh, my chemistry class just to do sciencey things with because it was cool. And I've had it here this summer and mess with it a lot. And the more I get into it and it's fun, it's absolutely a blast to play. Oh, but it's like, this is like, you can, I put it on my, my, one of my nephews uh, who's eight and he was wanting to play a game. And like 30 minutes later, we made him take it off. Like, he came out of it. Like he was just like, he was immersed. He'd been immersed in that world for 30. It took him three or four minutes to kind of, recalibrate that he was not doing what he was doing. If we want to talk about remote viewing and, and portals and things while thinking about stranger things. I've been kind of tossing this theory around in my mind for a while. It's not going to put words to it. But there's a lot of 
correlation to what we're able to do just even now through the metaverse on Facebook and the virtuality, which has been around for a while now, um, becoming more and more normalized way in which we communicate with people and how we're able to do a whole bunch of different things, uh, which again, I think what's going on in Stranger Things is, is probably not really very strange, just like JK said, but we got that that came out first, right? Those things were there first to kind of get us adjusted to that. There's, we're not, we shouldn't be able to remote view. We shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't be able to put that headset on <coughs> yep. along with somebody in Singapore. Like it's, it's just weird that there's, and there, there's more and more technology coming out. There's more and more sensors coming out with all the time. You can touch things now, you can feel things. You can, you've got one you can put in your mouth, you can talk and do all sorts of more and more realistic things through a virtual reality way. And it's just like, it's just, there's a portal. That is a portal. Right there is a portal. Right there. Yeah. Very easy way to take my mind anywhere I want to. Yep. What what movie was it? Ready Player One? Oh, like, yeah. That's the only way they even communicate with people at that point. Like all of society and everything's broke down. You just go and you get in the metaverse and that's your life. You know, you, you build yep. a whole persona there and then you come out of it just to sleep and then you go back and live your life there. Yeah. I often wonder if that's like where we're all going to end up just in the, in the metaverse. Well, it'd be kind of like, it, it's almost like the matrix, you know, in a way, in a way, it's just that matrix you're permanently plugged in for the most part. Yeah. Who says that's not, something that's not a realistic possibility. In the oh yeah. The sky was white the other day instead of blue. I thought that was a glitch, but my son told me it was just really cloudy and I was like, mm, there's clouds right there. <laughs> It was going to be early that day. It was going to be early that day. <laughs> but I did have a thought, Lance, as you were talking about that, um, with that little kid, like, coming out of it. Uh, so we know in our we have our frontal lobe behind our eyes, straight back. There's the pineal gland, the pineal gland, whatever, which is activated by DMT, uh, the magic mushrooms, anything like that. What if the oculus is activating that and controlling the narrative of the trip. So you see what they put there, you know, but now it's activated that. So now he's coming back to, you know, the comedian Ari Shafir took DMT and it's like a 10, 12 minute trip. And he was out hard and uh, came to, and then talked about living a life for like three or four months with a wife, kids, and all that, and it affected him so bad he cried because he missed his family. Like it was that real to him. So, in the same way, if these things, if they figured out how to activate our pineal gland and then control the narrative of what you see, dude, I'm who's not, to say we don't live in a matrix not, right now? My nephew's what you're telling me, right? Don't don't do that. Don't let him put it back <laughs> on somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no more food for you. <laughs> yeah we've we've got one at our house and my youngest boy will play it all the time and he just gets immersed in it like he it's just it's just a whole different world for him and it's i put it on a couple times and just gives me a headache so i'm like me ah. too <laughs> gives me a headache makes me sick yeah I'm like nah i'll go back and we play xbox if i need it <laughs> <laughs> yeah were well, you talking about ari shafir right there ryan reminds me of actually uh, an episode that Kyle and Steve did was uh, the lamp episode. You know, what's up with the lamp or what's yeah. the deal with the lamp? Like, dude, that blew my mind. Yes. That blew my mind. Yes. Yeah. That was and one of our early episodes. Yeah. yeah um, that was, that's the same kind of deal, man. Yeah, absolutely. When he, when he was describing it, I was thinking the that's same what I thing thought too. 
I, I like, I remember finding that, uh, the account on, on Reddit and reading it and like, you felt genuinely bad for this guy who had created a whole world, a whole life, had a wife, had kids, everything. And then it was just, it, it never really happened. Oh, I mean, it didn't happen in this, on this lifetime, this lifeline anyway, but when he snapped back out of it and realized, you know, like my wife's gone, my kids are gone. Everything I've known for the last, what was it, like 11 or 12 years mm-hmm. had just been wiped away. It's I just, couldn't, I couldn't imagine that thought process either. Yeah. Like trying to It'd be heartbreaking to break that down, like coming back. <laughs> Cause it, I mean, we've all had those dreams when you wake up and it, this shit feels real. Right. But I've never had anything in comparison where it's been 12 plus years. And like, imagine if you could specifically recall like your, your son's third birthday or, and then the, the your daughter's seventh birthday, like just completely break down a 12 year time frame in your mind. <laughs> Processing that would be devastating. It really okay. would. It'd be like, it would, it would feel like losing your family. And how he ended it, how he said every day, he's still looking to see if he can see his wife or his son in, in this world that he's in, not the world that he lost. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> I would recommend DMT, but what if he ended up with another family and then missed them too? And I feel like shit. So. It makes it makes you <laughs> makes you wonder if there is a family out there whose whose father figure just disappeared. You know, yeah, are they on, a, and, are they on the other end of the spectrum? Just wondering where the fuck this guy went. You know, like where's, yeah, where's dad? You know, he went out for milk, never came back. Well, it's, maybe maybe that's the basis behind you know, like missing four one one. You know, maybe I a lot of these. I was going to say the same thing. Is David Politis of that timeline talking about their dad? Yeah, could, and he's could over be. here just That'd fine. Could be, dude. And it's just like when you is- when you open your brain and you start to think about that, and you go down those rabbit holes of swapping timelines and swapping universes, and the the theory that. There is a universe for every possible outcome in your life ever that ever could exist, ever would exist, ever can exist. There, there could just be one, one thing in your life that's different. You know, like, like your car keys are hung up somewhere different. And that's a different timeline than you were in when you hung those car keys up. And you would never fucking know that you swapped over. And I, I get to thinking about that, like... Like when I'm thinking about like, oh, I put my, I put my phone on the coffee table and then I go about my business and I come back and it's on the, the couch. I'm like, man, did I put it over there? Or did I just, did I just swap timelines? Am I, am I in an alternate fucking reality right now? CERN? Yeah, damn you, CERN. <laughs> Quit colliding my particles. So I think I did go to a different timeline or something's happened. Um, so a little while back, <laughs> I'm going through my calendar app, like checking for paydays, what bills, what credit cards need to come out, where reminders, you know, and uh, I got a notification on June the 12th. So I click on it and it says dragons found. I was like, what, where the hell did this come from? So I, I called Justin. I'm like, Hey man, have we talked about dragons lately? Or did we talk about finding dragons? He's like, no. So I asked my wife and everybody else, I, don't know, I guess I found dragons somehow. <laughs> I, must have been a, I don't remember taking that many gummies, but I found You're a dragon, dragon hunter in this life. You just got to figure it out. Just gotta figure oh, it out. Man. 
That seems like a risky occupation. That's, yeah. <laughs> to say that's the what least. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think uh, saw, sawmill works probably way, way, way better yeah. than dragon hunting. Yeah. Well, I'll just stick with the sawmill. That's yeah. <laughs> I will tell you one thing. Since they fired that motherfucker back up, my luck has been dog shit. Yeah. Totaled my car out last week. My fucking air conditioner took a shit. Like, just just one after another after another. I've been fighting my car insurance all week. I'm like, come on. Shut that son of a bitch off. Give it 30 seconds. Turn it back on where my luck starts to pick up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Just one more time. Yeah. Just give me something. You have one job, sir. Just call, just call Tony down and uh, tell him to to sneak into the one the, mm-hmm. the miniature particle one in, in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and fire that one on and see if it kind of counteracts. <laughs> I, I messaged him when I heard about it. I'm like, Tony, we're gonna need boots on the ground at that one in Tennessee. <laughs> so, fun fact about that: I was watching a, my wife started a TV show the other day called Eureka. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's Canadian based. Uh, it's basically about a town where the governments of the world have sent the brightest minds to this facility and it's called Global Dynamic. They live in this town. It's the DODs involved, Global Dynamics, and the town. Everybody there are geniuses. But anyway, so I was like looking up cast members that I'd seen in other shows before, but then it was talking about Eureka. How it's based off a real town. So I click on that only to find out that this town where they actually sent back in World War II the brightest minds around the world and created this little town is Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Wow. Where the tiny particle collider is. Weird. Interesting. Weird. That's weird, huh? It is weird. It makes sense. That entire place, too, they have like this, uh, when I worked for that gas company a long time ago, we were drilling down there. I don't know what we were drilling, but (laughs) it was uh, basically this place where you can take your ATVs, UTVs, whatever, and pay a whatever amount. And it's there's hill climbs. It's just racetracks for all kinds of things. But when you get to the top of that, it gets windmills as far as the eye can see. And that actually powers the city of Knoxville, <laughs> which <laughs> is closest to Oak Ridge because you hit Knoxville and then you're in Oak Ridge. We did. After learning about that, I started looking into that more, and that's just that's crazy. Yeah, because they got that small particle collider. It makes you wonder how many of those they have out there that we don't fucking know about. Probably, probably more than what we know. It also makes me question whether I should have laughed at the whirling wimpus or not. <laughs> if these dudes are down here creating Appalachian cryptids. <laughs> well, you know, dude, it, it really does make sense, though. I mean, if you're going to put, you know, like we've talked about on this show a thousand different times, if you're going to hide something away, you know, whether it be a, a dumb or a secret military base or a a data center that looks really, really sketchy. Where, where better to put it than in the Appalachian Mountains? I mean, there's, you know, nobody's going to check yep. on it. There's nobody the middle here. Of, middle of nowhere. Yep. 
that's it, man. That's it. Yep. And that data center he alludes to is literally less than a thousand feet from my back door. No oh. shit. Yeah. Damn. So just like so just like you guys told Tony, he, we needed boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, baby. <laughs> I've already I've already told Lance, you've only got one job from this point on. <laughs> maybe that's what his Ocu- maybe that's what his Oculus is tapping into. There you go. <laughs> it's got a direct link right to it. Oh, you know, this too, like we we walk over there a lot. We have, I have two little girls with little brother bikes over there. There's a road that goes around it on the sidewalk that runs around it. And then on the inside of the sidewalk is a fence. Uh, and I know the guy that put the fence in. Uh, it was it's a 12-foot fence, four of that is in, four feet of that is in the no, excuse me, 16-foot fence. Four feet of that is in the ground, 12 feet sticks up. All right. So when you go over there and we and we like we walk a lot, especially this time of the year, it's nice. If you're walking on the road, no big deal. The moment you step on the sidewalk, somebody, security guy will come out on a gator and check. Won't say anything, just drive by and see you. And me and my wife were there last year, and I told these boys, this probably wasn't the smartest thing, but I did it anyways. I kept the girls on the road. I'd walk about 500 feet, and I'd hop up on the sidewalk. A couple minutes, out he came. I'd get off the sidewalk. I'd go another 500 feet, back up on the sidewalk. Out he came. He did this, I don't know how many times. Every time I stepped foot on that, he would come up to check and see what I was doing. That's so. Uh, that's, that's a real so dick move, up. Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Almost makes you wonder if they got like ground sensors yeah. and shit in there. I don't that's, know. It's like, we're, like we're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's where we're at. I live in, in, in the town of Wise, but where I'm at is, is out, and there's not there's street lights and stuff, and you can see some of the cameras. Um, but some of those places, like it's, there's you know, there's nothing around camera that you can see at least. You know, you know, you can't see a security camera anywhere. There's so whatever reason, I'm like you can tell like, by the fourth time, he kind of like gave me a look like, all right, buddy, like what are you doing? But <laughs> every time he gets nuts, swaps the dude's timeline. He's fucking with me. <laughs> you should have looked him dead in the face and said, "Look, why don't you do this on foot? Put that gator up. <laughs> we'll see how bad you are then." <laughs> Well, if they, if they open if they open a black hole, at least give us a, give us a heads up, you know. Yeah, leave something behind. Yeah, we'll have to know something. Shit, I would Lance, say we'll... Lance would be the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> Shoot some smoke signals, something. Leave us a bad review on Apple. Anything. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> oh man, no, like you guys. You guys are, are collectors of, of stories and accounts, you know, a lot like we are, only on a, a way larger scale, I might I might say. Um, but I've really wondered, like, because I think we all have our, you know, of course we love, you know, all of us sitting here, we love this topic of, of the paranormal and UFOs and cryptids and, you know, like we're talking now, altered timelines or, or alternate realities. But what are some of the things that you guys – like you know we all have our little niches that we really 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 dive deep in and, and enjoy so what's that for for you guys you know collectively and individually i might have to think on this one for a minute i mean the one of my biggest for the longest time was extraterrestrials the whole alien oh, shit because yeah. i had so many things in my life that happened that you know we, you, me and Steve talking we kind of dubbed it towards the ET side of things 
So it's always been kind of at the forefront of my mind. You know, a lot of times, I mean, I'm and I'm not talking down on anybody or anything, but like for the longest time, ghosts and shit have been at the very ultra bottom of the barrel for me. And then at ET has been way up here at the top, but here of late, I'm not saying it's flip flopping, but that spiritual side is definitely knocking at my door. Like, Hey, uh, I deserve a little bit of attention, asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, cause I've had some, we've had some weird fucking shit happen. Like ever since the Bledsoe encounter, lots of fucking weird things have happened. And a lot of things that I wholeheartedly can't fucking explain. Cannot even begin yeah. to explain. And I, and I can't deny it either. You know, I, from a religious standpoint, I'm not the most religious guy on the planet. You know, I believe in something. I just don't, I don't put a face to it per se. And the fact that I seen what I seen and experienced what I experienced. And then I experienced what I did at the convention and everything else. It's a very bare fucking minimum. It has let me known that there's something out there, whether it's, you know, homies who have passed family members who've passed or, or dude upstairs or whatever it is, somebody's looking out for me and making sure that I'm all right on my journey, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. When we came back from the spirituality convention, Kyle, Kyle came back a different person. Oh dude, it, it, it fucked me up. I'm not going to lie. It fucked me up. It was probably one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. That's awesome. Well, you it know, I think a, that's an, no, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was wild. It was just, it was absolutely wild because like Steve, Steve, I didn't give the shit. I didn't give lady shit. Like I didn't give her nothing, nothing to the feed off of. There was no possible way she could have did what she did. Unless it was that that lightning strike odds that she pulled that that card that was gonna highly highly resonate with me because as soon as she pulled that card I broke down in tears I was done I lost it for yeah for those that don't don't know what's going on we had got invited to the Kansas City Paranormal and Spirituality Convention which was awesome awesome weekend but it was it was like ninety five percent spirituality and metaphysical and there was like three paranormal tables so it was like us the alien gal the ghost hunters and the Bigfoot guy were sort of like kind of yeah. back in this corner. And there was like the rest of the convention hall, there were like sound healers and oh, Reiki masters and shocker uh, readers and tarot readers and all, all kinds of awesome shit. And Kyle had, to, we're like, okay, we're here. We might, we might as well do it, you know, just, just pick something out and do it. And Kyle went and had his, uh, a tarot pulled and it, it was, it was wild, man. Yeah. And like, cause we both had done a handwriting analysis prior and she, she fucking smoked us, dude. She had us pegged dead to right. <laughs> like, is it, it what I don't, I, I could be wrong when I say this, but it didn't feel ultra spiritual, but she pegged us dead, like who we are personality wise. And she just pegged us fucking dead to rights just by reading our handwriting. It's bizarre yeah, it because he's sitting here listening and I can see him out of my periphery fucking laughing like that's you motherfucker <laughs> that's you to a t and then she starts hitting him and i'm like yeah and i was trying to like dupe her you know because she she you go in there and you sit down and she has you write a series of like 10 words and i'm like well fuck that i'm not gonna write anything i just copied her pamphlet 
because I'm not writing anything about myself. I ain't giving her nothing. Just writing the pamphlet <laughs> down. And she starts starts dinging things about my life. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable, first off. <laughs> 37 years trying to hide everything about myself. And now, now everybody here knows knows everything about me, apparently. Because after Kyle had his tarot reading, he's like, you need to go get one. I'm like, fuck that. I don't need complete strangers looking into my soul. Dude, it was, it was, it was fucking bizarre, dude. I don't know why I just sat down with her and I was like, I didn't even know she was a, a legit tarot. She was just so quiet, kind of off by herself. And I was like, you do tarot readings? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, how do we do this? And she's like, ask it a question. And I'm like, like my mind just shut complete off. And I was like, I got nothing. And she's like, you don't have one single question that you want to ask. And I'm like, no. So I'm just staring at her and she's like, well, let's see what the cards have to say then. And she just started dropping cards. And she's like, this is old magic. You know, you've been here before, you know, you know, the path you're on. Uh, she pulled another one. I can't remember exactly what the card was, but she's like, embrace your weirdness. You know, you're not for everybody. And then she pulled the star brother card and I just fucking lost it. I started bawling and she's like, I want you to know he's here with you today. And I'm like, what the fuck? How, 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 how is this even possible? I gave you nothing. I didn't even ask a question and you're just pegging everything out of the, out of the park, man. And the whole time prior to that, you can ask Steve, we'd been, we were talking about going to cemetery X, which is supposed to be crazy, crazy fucked. So I've been looking at means for protection and I've been calling it, putting that out into that ether. Like I need ways to protect myself from these things. Cause I don't want to drag that shit home to my kids. And we got invited to the convention and then we, I sit down with her and she's like, Hey, like you, you, she drew one card and she's like, you are protected in this realm and the next. And I'm like, how in the hell do you know that? It was just like, I can't, you can't explain that. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I think a lot of times we're shown at at certain points in our lives, you know, especially when we start asking those questions on on the spiritual side, I, I think we're shown things to, to validate and, and clarify things for us and, and to show, you know what there, there is, there is a higher power there that's looking out for us. You know, however, you know, a lot of people look at that in a lot of different ways and put a lot of different names and a lot of different titles on it. But I think it's important. And I think that that's, you know, I think that's something that happens for each of us throughout our lifetimes at, at certain points. I know. And just you guys talking about, you know, that kind of stuff lining up for you to be able to, to be in that seat and to hear these things and to feel that confirmation of, okay, well, okay, I've got my protection. You know, that's the same way it's been for us with this show. You know, it's like just things are falling into place and, and things are happening before we ever even really understand why or how or what's happening. So, I mean, it's a it's a really cool feeling when you get there. But sometimes, just like you were talking about, sometimes it's it's overwhelming. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. like, where's that coming from? Yep. You know, it almost makes me wonder if. Because a lot of people ask that shit, right? Especially in, in the spiritual side when they pray. They pray for shit. They want, they want shit to happen. But it makes me wonder, because like you said with you guys, all of you guys, how things line up. I, th- I think now that we're talking about it, it kind of makes me feel like it's because you're all genuine about it. 
Like, it's not this like forced thing. Like I need more money. I, I need my grandma to heal. I need this. It's all this, this pure genuine or genuine energy you're putting out there. Like, Hey, I really want to know about this shit. And you guys are just putting that out into the ether. And maybe, maybe something registers that and is like, yo, all right, you're knocking. We're going to open the door. So get ready. <laughs> yeah. Same mantra of seeking, seeking you shall find, right? I mean, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're seeking, if you spend enough time looking for stuff, even if you don't get definitive answers, you become more perceptive on things that you're looking into. Um, so you become more aware of your surroundings and more aware of those instances where things are starting to line up and more aware of things aren't what you were looking for. And you be, become more, I know, um, the word I'm looking for is, but you become more just in tune to what is, you know, you're genuinely seeking, trying to figure out. Right. So for me, um, who pretty, not been shy about it, really pre- pretty consistently strong as a Christian in my faith, like the more, I look for God in things, the more I see him, right? And that's that's the basis, a lot of the principles, the basis of some of my faith, right? Because the more he says seek and we'll find, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian anyway, so that's what I'm trying to do. So it's just more and more I look, the more and more I see, and the more and more I understand, and such the, the pattern goes. Same concept works for anything, right? I mean, right. you look and you put it out there, hey, we like this stuff. We like talking about these things. We like having conversations. I like having conversations with these two boys. Um, and then the, the people we have come on as well, and we're just a bunch of, bunch of good old boys, a bunch of idiots who don't know much of anything. <laughs> that's right. We're, Same. we're trying to figure Same. out everything we can and having conversations while we get through it. And I think that's one of the things I've noticed once I started after a couple episodes of, because I've known Justin my whole life. We grew up together. We were having these conversations at 12, 13, 14, 15 years old on buses and awesome. athletic trips, talking about crazy stuff. And our, our friends are like, hey, you guys are out there. <laughs> kind of like we're, we're distant like we just kind of just went our different ways for a while um just work and kids and all the things that kind of happened well this podcast kind of popped up and i saw that he was doing it and i tuned in an episode and i hollered out, i was like hey you gotta i gotta come talk like we you know i just let me come on i love podcasts anyways let me come on and talk for a little bit and then like it's rekindled this whole like we were best friends we hadn't talked to each other in 10 years and then like it's rekindled this whole thing we're just like now we're talking to each other three or four times a week and then bring Ryan in as well. I get to know him. And it's like, like I've never met Ryan in person, never shaken his hand, never seen him. But like, We've never like, met in person. We, we feel like we've known you. Like, I feel like I've known Ryan for 20 years. It That's was awesome. just love at first digital site. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Technology's <laughs> wild. Things have lined up because I don't, I just, we've put that like after an ether, right? Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder what are the odds of that? Backward. What are the odds of all that coming into play for you three to come and you to rekindle an old friendship? And or, the, or, the exact same thing happened yeah. with me and Kyle. Yeah. Me and Kyle didn't talk for probably three or four years. Yeah, just we we didn't even, we just walk wide circles around one another. Yeah, and then just out of the blue, boom, click, had a conversation, and then this kind of just took off and just ran with it. Yeah, it's kind of fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. But that's that's awesome to hear about for you guys. You know, it just kind of brought everything together full circle for you. And and it seems to be lining out, which is awesome. That's great. That's fucking positive news, which is what we like. And like I told Justin, like, I don't don't ever, this never goes anywhere. Nobody ever listens to this. We three talk to each other a couple times a week. That's right. Have fun. That's that's perfectly fine. I'm perfect. That's right. 
that's 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 what you gotta that's that's what it's always got to be about because once you lose once you lose that nothing else it doesn't matter no. nothing else matters like, we all, like why I are mean, you doing it i still look forward like i was talking yeah. about the other day like i still look forward we're three and a half years deep i still look forward to getting together with him once a week and get behind the microphone and talk because we'll get together on saturdays and we'll probably be de- we'll We'll be together eight hours. Yep. Like the first two hours is like therapy between me and him, you know, going <laughs> yeah. over what's what's happened in our week. Yeah, and then we're like, all right, time to time to podcast. Yep. But I yeah, do, I, I still enjoy it. I think Steve's right there, and I, I think a lot of people need to take that to heart too. Is uh, don't ever let this stop being fun, right? Because I know a yeah. lot of people look at it from an angle of business. Like you, you want you want this to turn into your main source of income which we all do don't don't get that shit twisted at all <laughs> it would be awesome yeah it would be fantastic but don't ever 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 let it turn into a job always take that have fun with each other you know don't forget that shit i think a lot i think a lot of people fucking lose sight of that and then they end up dropping the balls what ends up happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah i agree well i think that's what's important about you know this this whole thing you know, which is it's awesome for you guys, you know, talking about going that length of time, too. And, and you know, of course, obviously, me and Lance know how that feel. It's, you know, th- that's a great thing. But I think that's what's so awesome about doing what we're doing right now. You're you're constantly building a tribe. Yep. You know, yep. constantly. Just like I saw the or, or, you know, we got those crazy pictures, you know, those engravings on that rock. Yeah, dude, that shit is weird as hell, man. He said that's me. I'm like, what? Everybody the- I've talked to has no fucking clue what that is. Nobody yeah. knows. Well, we still haven't even went up there personally and checked it out, which is kind of on me. It's my fault. I've had like crazy busy weekends. <laughs> Damn Kaisers. I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's my fault. All right. It's, my, it's on me. It's on me. That's what but, I told him. I'm like, I need to get up there. I need to see it. Like, I need to put my hands on it. I need to see what the fuck's going on. I told Dude. them I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to video it up there and get that on our TikTok page and then like tag everybody. So they help us get Josh Gates to figure out what the hell this is. I've been tagging got Josh Gates on the regular, like the last two weeks to try to get him to follow me. I'm like, come on. Listen, <laughs> that is one of my favorite people in the whole world, man. He's that- cool, dude. He's cool. I love everything he does. I, I'm my TikTok is just hot garbage. I've been posting like been, been posting hot wings and cryptids, and I'm trying to get Adam Richman, the man versus food guy, and Josh Gates to follow me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna stop until one of you dudes follow me. So far, it's been a futile effort. Man, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. I didn't even know we had a TikTok, so (laughs) I created us a TikTok one day. Um, I actually forgot about it for a while, and then I was like, "Oh shit, we got a TikTok!" (laughs) And it takes one one good video to just make it just just explode. I posted a video of the guidestones getting taken down, then pulling it down with an excavator. And yep. that thing just skyrocketed. It's got like 6 million views now. And I got like 40,000 new followers. And I'm like, what am I even supposed to do now? Like, <laughs> I'm posting the Hot Wings and Mothman. That's all I got. I don't know why you guys are here. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to do with this at this point. <laughs> oh, God, like, like, a, like a teenage boy losing his virginity. Like, that's all I got, guys. That's yeah, that I was got. it. That's the best thing I got. You guys are about to be real disappointed. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh man that's good but no back to what i was talking about you know with you know sending 
you know, I sent that those pictures to Kyle and I was like, you know, dude, what is this? But dude, I sent them to like every guest we've ever had on here. You, you're just constantly building that tribe. You're building these people that you're building relationships. You know, you sit oh, yeah. down, you, you have these conversations. And even though, yeah, you're putting that content out there for the world to hear or whatever, like, dude, it's, it's, it's genuine. Like it's a real thing. Like, you're building a tribe and, and a tribe that from what I've found and I run in a lot of different circles on totally opposite ends of the spectrum even, but dude, the guests that we've had on here, the conversations that we've had, the, uh, the audience that we have and the feedback that we get from them and the conversations, man, it's all love. Like it's all love all the time. Like it's so you know, you would think coming or I thought coming into this whole thing, well, it's probably a little bit cutthroat. You know, you probably got, you know, certain people trying to do this and, and do that. And dude, it's not like that. Like everybody has just been totally, you know, yeah, we'll come on there. You come on here. We'll scratch your back. You scratch ours. You know, when you want to like, it's just it's been totally. Just genuine compassion and love and. Hey, let's help each other out and, and building a tribe. And that's what I love so much. But that's why I get excited to sit down and record and have guests on because you're constantly, yeah, it's going to be awesome conversation just like this one. But dude, you're constantly building relationships with other people, man. And it's, I, I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, we how, that's still, how we still our, talk about it now. Like, yeah. And that's how our <laughs> Discord is. Like, I, you put, we, if we need anything, we'll just drop it right in Discord and go, hey, guys. We need help figuring this shit out, and it just goes. Yeah, it's they take off and run with it, and they really, everybody is willing to help. Yeah, so it's that's super awesome. awesome, man. Like uh, the other day, I posted a uh, a rune. I've I've been looking for protection runes for tattoos and, and shit like that, and uh, just so happens that there's a girl in our Discord who's Sweden, and she's she's like part Viking and shit. And she's like, Hey, I can help you make sigils and stuff. And she's like, that is a protect, that is a real protection symbol. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, we're like, what, you, what is our life? <laughs> this, this is crazy. Life. Who would have thought I'd have been able to drop, drop this in there. And then somebody who's like, yeah, I'm basically a Viking. And I'm like, and she's like, that's, it is real. And I'm like, that's fucking rad. <laughs> Two bumpkins from Illinois. Dude, it's so crazy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. That really yeah, is awesome. It's cool, dude. It's awesome. And like you said, the fact that everybody's so willing to help and and there's not really many people who are out there trying to put knives in your back. They just everybody's looking for the same fucking answer. We're just all on different roads. Yep. Yep. You know, we're which all is, which is healthy. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. There's we, no reason we shouldn't challenge each other's thoughts. Exactly. There's on no a hell, reason on a, we with shouldn't. a healthy debate, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. And everybody, any who wants to claim to be a researcher or anything else it's like you'll hear wes on, from sasquatch chronicles talk about bigfoot researchers it's a cutthroat business like i don't understand that you guys are all looking for the same guy you know? <laughs> like uh so you know they just shit on each other's theories and then that's why everybody who believes in that looks like a crazy person. Yeah, they the the Bigfoot world is it is cutthroat, man. They they eat their own young there. It's 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 bad. Like you have your flesh and flesh and bone biological Bigfoot people, and then you got your your spirituality interdimensional Bigfoot people, and those those paths do not like to cross at all. 
it is terrible. I'm like, holy shit. You think, I'm glad like, we're not smart enough to fit in those circles. No, we just we just <laughs> rotate outside the circles, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. We just we we take a long distance orbit just yeah. around exactly. all of yeah. that. We just hover yeah. hover in the corner of the Bigfoot world. Yeah, you listen to this crowd and you're like, yeah, I mean, it totally could be. I, I fully see where you're coming from. Then the other crowd comes in and you're like, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Why did we totally, think of that? It could totally be that. And that's, that's how we genuinely <laughs> yeah. are, though. Like, we do, we're we not set in stone on like anything. No, we, we don't know shit. No, we just we approach <laughs> it from possibility right that's that's essentially what we do is possibility like could it be this what are the odds that it is this we try to use what little logic we have very little yeah <laughs> but nevertheless i mean we try and, and I, like i said it, it's working out for us so far until we get abducted and or eaten by bigfoot whichever <laughs> yeah, one comes first <laughs> at, this, at least i wouldn't have to go back to work so it wouldn't matter <laughs> Hit me this, hard, big guy. I don't want to limp away. Yeah, I'm not trying to get a flesh wound. Take me yeah. out. <laughs> Missing four one one. You need a volunteer. Right. If that's going to get me out of shoveling coal. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, it is. It's 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 weird. It's weird how you know those opposing viewpoints in some of these circles just totally attack each other. Well, I mean, even me and Ryan, you know, on a daily basis. I'll bring up a topic or he'll bring up a topic. And sometimes it's just something totally off the wall. And I mean, because we have that relationship, I mean, sometimes we're going at it. I mean, like, like hardcore going at it, like pissing each other off, <laughs> you know, but then at the end of the day, we walk away with a, with a, uh, a dab and a hug and like, love you, bro. I'll talk to yeah. you tonight or yeah. talk to you later. Like, that's the way that it should be. Like, yeah. you know, just like Ryan said, that's healthy. It's even if you are getting a little bit heated, I mean, I'm a ginger. I, I get heated easily. <laughs> Just shows that you're passionate about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Look at the last name. Okay, I'm not saying he's a Nazi. I'm just saying. <laughs> Damn, Ryan, you can't say that. I was yeah, just talking about canceled. We're canceled now. Both shows game over. Canceled. We've been over this. They're not even listening. <laughs> Listen, our listener loves us. <laughs> Ours too, except for the one that keeps leaving us fucking terrible reviews. <laughs> Same guy every fucking time. As long as they're listening, that's what I said. <laughs> no, if you're saying bad shit about me, my name's still in your mouth, so it still counts. You know, <laughs> that's it. Love me, hate me, just talk about me. Yeah, as long as you're thinking about me. So one of the episodes I listened to today, uh, before I got into Bledsoe, was the Pascagoula abduction. The last one y'all just put out. And I had a thought, which bugged me. And it's a weird thought, but I have those. But the um, the beautiful alien just had the long fingers and like, you yeah, know, just, deep-throated just down, that guy. Down the hatch, I call said it. He was, said he was, uh, his throat was all scratched up. And I asked Justin, I said, did you listen to that one? He said, yeah. I said, so. These aliens have a thing the size of a deck of cards that can scan you and do an MRI, but they don't have any fucking fingernail clippers. Like, <laughs> that's weird to me. Uh, it, I'm thinking, like, it might not even have been a medical procedure. That might just have been for her, you know? She might have just <laughs> right in there. Let's, you know? let's see what's in here. <laughs> well, we don't kink shame on this podcast yeah, either. Us, us either. Whatever, whatever they need to do. But on that note, I was looking at um, 
illustrations from other people that had had uh, abduction experiences where they had kind of chronicled the what what the beings look like and a lot of times they'll talk about how long their fingers are not necessarily the mid, the two middle ones but just long in general that's weird and i'm like how in the fuck is this, this all correlated it'd be way together? cooler it'd be way cooler if it was their pinky nail that was super long <laughs> yes <laughs> they're just banging just coke like, yeah, just, <laughs> coke aliens <laughs> Kink, yes. kinking coke aliens yes. here. that would be great it would make a lot more sense it make a lot more sense. They're just trying to party. <laughs> they could. That's be. it. It could be. They got just bright lights in the sky. They're doing weird shit. Uh, they're trying to party. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't sound as bad as we think it is. Just putting know? it out there. Sounds like a rave. It's just yeah, a total I mean, rave in the sky. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't sound near as bad when you put it that way. Mm-hmm. My mind just went elsewhere. Like she's forced to go in there with her long ass fingers because only females have them there's cameras everywhere and there's some nasty old aliens just jerking it Jesus, behind the screen now. while she's just <laughs> down the hatch it's fetish now down the- oh yeah that's uh, somebody's into that somewhere you know that <laughs> guarantee people like feet pictures what the fuck that's, that's- <laughs> you've just started a whole new corner of the internet right <laughs> <up>. <laughs> It's there. There'll be two animes tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I don't want to be on this planet anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. There was, uh, oh man, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, another thought I had. So when we're talking about uh, the New Orleans reptilians, Mm -hmm. right? I'm talking about those guys kind of being not so great. But along with uh, Mr. Uh, Bledsoe and several other encounters, the ones that I would correlate with the Greys kind of seem like they're always trying to say we're helping out, you know. So what if there is like this reptilian thing that's trying to destroy the planet, but these Greys are being shunned by, you know, now they're starting to say there's, spacecraft and everything but forever it was a stigma to see these things what if these guys were like the guys bringing like information like you don't need to be doing this this we're here to help i'm i'm trying straight up documentary yeah i'm trying to think of what because we we watched the documentary and uh by the end of that that's that is uh essentially the conclusion that is supposedly being made is that there are these beings that are trying to come here and enlighten us, like to try to give us free energy to, to just basically say, Hey guys, you, you are on the way wrong path here and we are willing to help you. But because the military industrial complex and the powers that be are so powerful, they're like, yeah, nah, we're making way too much fucking money (laughs) to be giving shit out for free. Right. And so that's why, that's why they've pushed, nuclear weapons so much they think that they're going to go hard in the paint with nukes against these these beings trying to come and help us that's one of the theories out there and and i I have i in large agree with dude why wouldn't it i mean like we've talked about if if there if there are asshole aliens out there there's got to be some good ones right like it's just a it has to be and i have heard theories exactly what you said that like there are there are peaceful races that are trying to help us to maybe even prepare us for the ones that aren't so peaceful heading our way. 
and we're just lumping them all together as holy shit it's aliens yeah i mean at this point we don't know what the fuck they are what their intentions are yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's like stardust ranch it's like the whole thing there you know (laughs) stardust yeah stardust is it's awesome i wish i could buy stardust Ranch. that would be great (laughs) that's 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 my if if I win this, it's if I win this away. Mega Millions tonight, I'm oh, buying my fucking Stardust, I too. Stardust Ranch. Dude, awesome. that is so weird. You guys mentioned that I was at the store earlier. This guy was buying a Mega Millions ticket. I step up and the girl's like, "You want a Mega Millions too?" I was like, "Not unless you're going to sell me the winner." And she goes, "Well, I can't do that." I was like, "Why did you buy one?" She goes, I had to. I printed them. I printed the damn things off wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, was, I was on my way home. I was thinking, guaranteed, I hope she wins because it was a forced mistake and she works, you know, at the freaking quick more. That would be but, pretty <laughs> epic. It was that, that exact awesome. it was that exact moment that he transferred from the timeline where he would have won <laughs> yeah. to this timeline where he's not gonna win. <laughs> That did cross my mind, Steve. Honestly, when I got home, I told my wife, I said, I think I missed the sign. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn you, sir. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Justin, I'm sir. sorry. I keep talking a lot. Hey, that's that's what we do here. It's- this is, uh, I just try to, these ideas keep coming back. So on Way the black side thing. <laughs> just let it fly. Just let go, it fly. man. So just on go. the Bledsoe thing, uh, particular, I'm going to go forward to, in the third part when he was talking to Barbara, and he was talking about, uh, or you had mentioned Kyle that he got to a point where he used to hunt and everything, and like, don't even kill a bug. Yeah. Like, my wife can tell you, Justin, and everybody else can tell you, like I've been on that tangent for a while, like. These, these dudes are just trying to live their lives, you know, except ticks. Yeah, fuck ticks. Fuck, fuck those guys. Fuck They're ticks. like, you know, they might, as well, they might as well be the Scoutmaster Kevins of the world. You know, that's, but anyway, you know, I, that kind of blew me away on that. So in 2007, I had this accident, right? Um, I worked on a gas drilling rig. I was working the table. The head came down on the elevators and a half inch cable crushed my head. I don't have an eyelid like over here. All this got crushed in everything. When I walked over to the drill still and leaned against it and just kind of slumped down. And I remember looking at the drill operator that was he, as he was yelling at me. And this just occurred to me today, Justin. So this is why you've never heard this before. Got so it. don't get mad at me. Okay, gotcha. But I know for a fact I could see that guy's face and him like trying to hold my head up. I seen every bit of that, but he swears my eyes were out and my head was down. So on my way home today, I was like, holy shit, did I have one of those out-of-body experiences and didn't realize it? Hmm. Because, you know, half-inch cable just cut my head to pieces, crushed my orbital around my eyes, shoved it in my sinus cat, all kinds of shit. But hmm. I got me thinking, did I have an out-of-body experience? And am I kind of like Chris Bledsoe? Am I chosen? Because these motherfuckers keep bringing me back because I got run over by a tractor trailer when I was in the military in uh, Asheville, Alabama. 
<laughs> rolled like eight times and then landed upside down in a river and didn't even have a scratch on me. That's crazy. Uh, and then I got hit in the head with the cable. Multiple car accidents. But I'm just thinking, are these guys, am I chosen? Like, all right, I need to talk. Y'all need to come get me so we can chat this over. Shit's got to be better than this. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it, it would it would make sense that you probably had an out of body experience because that had to have been a lot of trauma to hit you in the face like that. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like, that's no just flesh wound there. That's that's full on. That most likely probably should have killed you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, they were attached to these elevators that pick drills still up. Those elevators are like thirty pounds, and they fell from twenty two feet. So. If those had hit me, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be talking to me today, but it was the winch line that was attached to that and it kind of whipped and that's what did all that damage. But yeah, I, I just thought about that today. Cause I remember, cause I told Michael, I was like, dude, I could see you when you were shaking me and holding my head up. He's like, you no, you couldn't. He goes, your head was down. Your eyes were closed. But I remember having that conversation and I was like, dude, I was looking right at you. You didn't have to get so panicked. Because from what I was told, I had a cut above my eyebrow that I needed to get stitches in. They didn't want me to freak out. But I do remember talking to myself like, why can't I move? Why am I not standing up? Um, you got to get up. Holy shit, I'm paralyzed. No, fuck that. I'm getting up. And then when I did stand up, I started passing out. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i think i actually had an out-of-body experience right there i mean i didn't go very far that was a waste but <laughs> i'm like two feet Fuck that one up. <laughs> yeah, that's my luck man don't even realize what's going on that's <laughs> okay but i think that kind of goes back to two things that we've already talked about here tonight that goes back to you were talking about reality or, or our perception of things coming from our pineal gland, right? You just took a hard flipping hit right to the pineal gland pretty much. I mean, it's literally in between your eyes. So what if that trauma to that done something and you were able to, even though you weren't seeing with your eyes, you were seeing what was going on there. And then number two, you're talking about, you know, being special, being chosen. They, they keep bringing you back or whatever. It goes back to the whole thing Kyle was talking about with, with just protection. Is there something out there? And I have my own beliefs, obviously, of course, just like Lance was saying, I haven't been shy about on this show. You know, I'm a, I'm strong in my faith, uh, a follower of Jesus Christ, Christian. Obviously I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's God, it's Christ that protects me and the things that I'm doing and my family, but it's that higher power there. That's, that's got its hand on you and kind of guiding you along the way, you know, watching out in, in these certain things. Cause you know, we're going to screw up. We're going to have accidents. We're going to be stupid and, and all this different stuff. And I think we all probably have points in our lives that we look at and think, I probably shouldn't be here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What what if 
when that happened and your pineal gland activated, what if it's only been like three seconds and all this is what you're experiencing <laughs> while you're still... Hey, Steve, why don't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna I don't normally talk to guests like this, but... <laughs> You're gonna wake up. There's gonna he be just, no. He no just reaches sky. over and exits out of the interview. He's yes, like, it's deletes done. It. No Hollow Sky podcast. None of this yeah. even exists. Just, Holy shit! I hope Dude, would grown. that would that not be nuts though? I mean, that would be so insane. Man. I, I think Dude, that's would that, why. Would I that just, make us like conscious figments of his imagination? Yeah. 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 Cool. We're just, cool. we're we're the pineal beings. Awesome. So technically, I'm having a conversation with myself right now. Holy yeah. crap. Can I start a group chat right now called the Pineal Being? <laughs> <laughs> and you Let's guys run with are it. all my Let's different personalities. <laughs> he's he's going to wake Holy up and yeah. just be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I remember being a podcast host. I remember all this. I lived this whole life, and now I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed at this ten-minute DMT trip, <laughs> dude. That's oh, so man. that's so crazy, and it's so wild to think about, man. Like, what if? You know, what if? Like, we we don't know. No, we don't know. No, that's why you know Steve said that, and it just trying to get it right, but it really hit hard. Like, wait a minute, what if I wake up? Like, <laughs> I, I still think about that shit sometimes. Like. What if, what if I am like, what if all this is just a figment of my imagination or just some like synapses firing off of my brain and someday it's just going to stop doing it. And then I'm just going to go back to whatever shitty life I had before, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. just magically warp back into the one I was trying to escape. Well, from. I was going to say life was probably pretty fucking shitty <laughs> yeah, then because this, our this life is my positive. All, <laughs> it's not that much better. <laughs> this is the better version. Life really sucks. <laughs> Listen, this can't be a dream. I can dream better than that. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. If I'm a figment of somebody's imagination, fucking do better. You yes. know? At least, like you said, at least make me successful or good looking. Because right now I got neither. And you <laughs> give me something to work with. I'm the NPC. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Kyle brought up NPCs the other day, and now I'm like constantly like on the lookout. I'm obviously somebody. <laughs> We were outside when you were uh, smoking. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that was I, the next I'll episode. See somebody walking down the street, and I'm like, that's definitely, oh, fuck definitely yeah. an, MP, an yeah. NPC. Have like a Tasmanian devil hat on and like jorts and just cruising. I'm like, there's no way that's a real fucking person. There's no damn way. Dude, I thought that about this old man down at the end of the road. He was mowing his lawn, and he was coming towards the road. I look up and I'm like, that's the shittiest robot I've ever seen. Like, that's, that's the shittiest CGI I've ever seen. Yeah, how funny that would have been if you would approach him and tried talking to him and he responded and he just, he's like, that was the shittiest dialogue I've ever heard. Like, that is the fakest shit. Like, you are the worst NPC that's ever been created. Somebody's on an Xbox controller being like, trying to figure out the right response. <laughs> You can go up to him and all of a sudden, oh, God. <laughs> hello, Dr. Bravestone. Welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> Wait, what? What the hell? <laughs> I hope, Is, I hope that's life. I hope that's what we're experiencing right now. That wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be that mad. That's the only thing that can explain some shit. You know? It's gotta be, it's gotta be a simulation. Look, no joke. You know, like I've, I've said on here, I'm, I'm strong in my faith, but there have been plenty of times, especially in the last 
three, four, five years that I've been driving or, or with my wife, you know, doing something or, or what, and look over at her and be like, yep, this has got to be a simulation. Like, there's no reason, there's no reason in the world that that should have just happened. <laughs> like, I mean, how do you explain it? I have, I have I, those quite often. And I think that kind of goes along. Well, man, I told you guys I wouldn't talk about egress. <laughs> nah, that's all right. But it, it, it kind of goes into that too, dude, because, you know, okay, you look at a lot of different things. You know, I told you guys that, that we've kind of been working on this project and, you know, it's like when things start going good, you know, a lot of weird crap will start happening. And honestly, I just got to take a step back and be like, nope, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing out, I'm checking out for a minute. But you see the same kind of things like, you know, with, with Hellier, which is right next door to us. I mean, literally, it's probably what, guys, 30, 45 minutes from. Oh, yeah. If that. And that's just because we live, you know, and everything's a back road. You know, it's cur- it's literally you hear a country mile. <laughs> there's there's a reason they say that. <laughs> like, like Hellier is right across the mountain and right across the river. I mean, it's, you know, that's where it's at. But you see it with that. You see it with like, you know, Nathan Isaac and doing Penny Royal and a lot of the connections and stuff that he's made there and all these different things that just fall in place. And it kind of gets me to a point of, you know, which I do believe that there are entities out there, and we've talked about it on this show a lot. I believe that there are entities out there, good and bad, you know, dark and light. And I believe that both of them, you know, that we're constantly in a spiritual battle, constantly. No matter what you believe, no matter where your your faith or your beliefs lie, whatever, <clears throat> I believe that each and every one of us are in a constant state of spiritual warfare. You know, however you want to look at that. But with that, I think at the same times you have, you, you know, you're constantly having to discern where is this coming from? Is this good or is this of evil? Is this of dark or is this of light? So I think a lot of these things, it's like, you know, what entity out there is leading the charge in this, in, in the steps that I'm taking right now? what entity and what what's their intent behind the steps that I'm taking. And honestly, I've, I've listened to everything that you guys, you know, every, every appearance that you've made talking about egress industries, you know, all that stuff. And the whole time, which I know it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. So, and you guys don't have to get all the way into it. the audience out there. Look, go check these guys out <coughs> on their show. Hall Scout podcast, the confessionals, Tony's show, uh, Sam show, tinfoil hat, go check out any of these. I think just recently on a, uh, uh, chiller queen, is that what it's called? Yep. 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 Um, <clears throat> talked about it on there. Go check out this, these guys story and, and this egress industries because it's mind blowing. It, it literally is. It's, it's like a real life, straight up, super terrifying mystery. that. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being in the middle of. Before he goes on, Phil, can I just interject for a second, JK, just to stop you? This yeah, is go a, ahead. When you first heard your all's <laughs> stories, I was listening to it um, as I was outside working. I don't remember. It was, it's was. it been, well, been been a while now. And I stopped what I was doing. And I was like, these two son of a guns are the best fiction storytellers. I've ever 
And that's what I, you got halfway through. That's what I thought. I was like, these boys, they need to be in Hollywood right now. Pumping this story out. It needs to be on Netflix or whatever. And then the more I listen to it, I was like, hey, these boys, they're not lying. Like, this is crazy. Is Of all the paranormal crazy podcasts I've listened to, it's been a ton. You guys are one of the, the story that you're in the middle of. The whole thing. It, it was it. just thinking about it now still. I can imagine being in the middle of it like you boys are. Just thinking about it still raises the hair on my neck uh, and still gives me chills and a shiver. It was by far one of the it's 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 nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So you guys after haven't heard them talk about that. You have got to go and listen. Like I said, I'm halfway through and I stopped. I said, There's no way this is real. This is a great story. These guys are doing a fantastic job. And I'm in hook, line, and sinker. And then I was like, Yeah, this is real. They're not they're not BSing anything. These, these old boys are just telling you how it is, and it is a nutso story. Dude, I, and and with that, dude, and with that, like. That's what I'm trying to. That's what the the avenue I was trying to take there. Like, where is that coming from? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a firm, firm believer in even people, organizations, all these different things being able to be being being influenced by whatever these entities are. You know, how whatever you want to look at them as. So even in this case, in this scenario, you know for all of these things to work out like they did for you guys to be recording like we are right now, nothing's, nothing's out there. And to be getting messages from this, this, whatever it is, this organization saying, uh, Hey, tell Hollis guy, we said hello. And, and throwing in all these Crowley quotes and do it like, dude, that just, that blows my mind. It's like, what kind of power? And that's what I'm going to call it. What kind of power is behind that? To be able to now look, we all know that these intelligence agencies and all this different stuff can, you know, they can tap in and listen to everything that we're saying right now. There's nothing we can do about it. But like that seems like a long way to go for an intelligence agency. And not speaking, you know, anything bad. Like I've said, you I, I love you guys and y'all have blown up. But still, what does an intelligence agency right now have, you know? to benefit from and to look into you, into you guys. And and that that's what it was even back then, because back then our listener base was, it was local confined. Yeah, it wasn't nothing like, like not, not hardly anything. So I'm like, why in the fuck would they be, would they be like messing around with us? Like we don't have anything to offer, you no, know, like, no, other than being the next te- test subject. And I don't know if it was because like, Maybe we went knocking on their door, kind of, you know, because I found the flyer on Reddit and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to call it on the show. And then it just spiraled so far out of control that it was. I don't like know. We, I still, like we said on Avery's podcast, the Chiller Queen, like it, it's so hard to think logically when you're being barraged from 40 different fucking sides all at once, you know, and that's why I even said it. I'm like. Imagine how I would have felt if I didn't have you to confide in, because there was that time when I wasn't going to release the episode. And then I was at work one day, I think it was that Monday. And I'm like, all right, dude, let's, let's fucking, I need, I need to mentally break this down with you. We have to, like, I have to look at this with logic. I'm like, so what are the odds of this? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and we started dissecting the little bit that we had had right off the rip. And I'm like, okay, all right. All right. I'm in, I'm in the same camp. All right. 
What? You know what? That with the same. Dude, how crazy is that? What's what? You got you there. Out. You get out for a second. Yeah, oh. y'all cut out. That's freaking uh, as soon as we fucking time. That's fucking weird. As soon as they start Holy talking about shit, I just realized that. That's weird. As soon as we I start was, talking, I was just talking. I was talking and I just, get, I just looked up. I just looked up and I saw your face froze. That's crazy. You know, you know what though? You say fucking time. That's fucked up. Like I have goosebumps. We all say that, uh, you know, who are we? Just these little podcasts that the intelligence no services would be watching us. Well, we knew. But who was Chris Bledsoe for the government to do a smear campaign on the That's Discovery true. Channel? That's I bet true. he did. I'll tell you who. That. I'll tell you who, and I'll tell you why they just cut out right there because <laughs> they got to. They're people that are getting really close to the truth. Yeah, we. Well, that's not the first time we've been I told can't that. Fucking believe that. I can't either because I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Like when we was on Tripoli's show and it cut out on us like that, uh, right? Uh, we were me and Steve were pissed because we thought because Steve's like, I'm gonna go to Kyle's house. It's my internet shit at my house. Yeah, we're gonna so use. Like, we're just gonna go out here. Your internet, and then we leave, and as we're as we're leaving, I see a cable repairman down the road. And I'm like, motherfucker. But then I got to thinking about it. I even brought it up to Steve. I go, what would the, what are the fucking minuscule odds that that dude cut the fucking internet the very second I dialed that number? What are the odds of that? I'm not saying it's not possible. It, it could have happened. Absolutely could have happened. But what are the odds? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's so like when we were talking to Avery on Chiller Queen, as soon as we started talking about it, her computer went down. Yeah. And I mean, she just she just unplugged it, but the timing was like Oh, that's it, fucked up. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Every single time we fucking talk about it, it's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, cuz that but that would play to your higher power theory there that you know there's like a I don't want to use divine, but there's that intervention. Dude, I don't know. Like I said there was a lot of things a lot of fucking things that we ran through mentally, mentally and, and emotionally when it came to when it comes to that subject. I'm not I don't even know if it's over yet, you know, and then like like I've said a million times, talking to Charlie about it was probably one of the most mind numbing things I've ever done because he just like he played everything off so subtly. And I'm like, how does someone of your intelligence and what you know, how is that subtle to you? Like you should be looking at me going, you're crazy. And you're not, yeah. you're just going, okay. Like that totally makes sense. And you're like, oh, great. That's <laughs> scary. I just, I hate so much that they just cut us off. Like I still, I still think about it. Like I, I text them Sunday, like, Hey, I'm still here. Still waiting for you to give me a fucking address. Anything. Just give me something. I need to travel across the country to fucking knock on your door. Just give me something. And it just, it drives me insane. Like it, for a while, I know I've said it a million times on the show, but I, I was like borderline obsessed with it. I was calling, I was like texting it every day, calling it every day, like just, just don't leave us hanging, you know, because we put so much time and energy into chasing whatever this. It's it's like our it's like the Hollow Sky Unicorn, you know, whatever yeah. Egress Industry is. We're just constantly chasing that dragon, and for them to just cut us off, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! Like, just give me something. Every day I check the phone, and every day there's nothing. nothing. Just disappointment, Egris. Nothing. 
Man, Ryan, what if that's what you did? Maybe you slipped into it. He just said chasing the dragon. I thought the same fucking thing. God maybe you oh, slipped. Shit. Maybe you oh, are you are I'm you sorry, guys. Are you Egress Industries? I don't remember you the whole time. I don't remember. Egress <laughs> Industries is just part of his pineal gland. Bro, bro my chest's done. Yeah. It's over. Oh my gosh. Egress <laughs> Industries made the medication that I'm on right now, dreaming all this up. It's all coming together now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You guys were the ones to bring that to my attention. <laughs> Justin, before you go in too deep, I still have Bledsoe comments, okay? <laughs> There's still shit I want to talk about. I am enraptured hey, by I this told you story. Guys. I told you guys an hour in. <laughs> now we're an good. hour in. Listen, Let it go fly, get... baby. Let it fly. Listen, it's I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're hitting hard. But... <laughs> He's about to okay. open his pineal gland, isn't he? Yeah. He's about to go, go into saying, a different dimension. I'm trying like hell, man. Oh, side note. Ever since I found uh, that note on June 12th that I found dragons, uh, <laughs> so the next couple of days go by, and then uh, I start getting these freaking flashes in the corner of my eye, right? Yeah, that is right. And uh, I still see them right now. Like all the time in my peripheral, I see like half of a halo flash. Um, I went and had blood work done. The eye doctor took four separate pictures of my eye. There's no separation of my retina. Uh, so nobody has any answer of why all of a sudden I'm just seeing flashes everywhere. I told Justin, I was like, I think I have enough gummies in me that I'm always in between dimensions or. I found dragons, but it was the spirit of one, and it possessed me, and it's trying to see every once in a while. I don't know. I like that explanation. Yeah, it, it, could, it. it, it could happen, I guess. I and again, karmic <laughs> effect, enter the dragon. I mean, there you go. Just saying. Uh, like I, was Lee, expecting, I was expecting Bruce Lee powers. I do not have a great juju job. But, <laughs> so... Back to Bledsoe, one of the things that first popped into my mind when you guys were talking about the double wide that they pulled up on, and uh, the front door was open, the TV was on, blah blah, blah but nobody was there. And then, what, was it the next day or the day after they went back and they're like, dude, where were you? They're like, we were watching TV. But just before that, Chris was missing time. So who's to say these guys were like missing time? They were abducted as well, you know. That was the first thing popped in my mind. Oh, for sure. I uh, definitely I, could have happened. I also like the theory you guys went with that the uh, you know, this is where the children go to play, but they have the protection, those orbs, and then that was just portraying that double wide like maybe, a screen memory. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy doesn't even know anybody that lives around there. It was just screen memory right in there that'd be terrifying and i've been digging into some ufo reports where um they're basically stating that like these beings and the ufo themselves like hypnotize us almost i read one report where this uh this guy was at his friend's house and he's he's sleeping in a car out in front of his friend's house. I don't know the whole context behind it, but he's asleep in this car as he's looking out over this hilltop 
he sees this light and it just starts to move back and forth kind of like a pendulum like hypnotist would do with a pocket watch or some shit and he's like and as i see this light it starts to flash every time it like hits the end of the arc it'll flash it'll flash it'll flash and then he says i remember being super scared and then i wake up two three hours later in the back seat of the car and he can't remember anything that's happened and I found another report of a police officer, motorcycle cop. He was out um, patrolling and his <clears throat> um, office got a call from his cell phone. And it was just just static noise, nothing. So they went out to look for him. They find his motorcycle. It's laid over in the road. They can't find him anywhere. His sidearm is taken apart. His uh, radio is taken apart and his cell phone's there. They find him the next day, about 24 hours later. I think it was 10 or 11 miles down the road, naked. He, As he starts to recall, he said that he uh, saw this light in the sky, pulled over to see what it was. And I think through hip, hypnosis, he said he, he encountered these beings. And he said that they, they almost hypnotized him. He said he pulled his sidearm on them because they were scared. And he said he just immediately started taking his sidearm apart. Take his handgun apart, threw it on the ground. He said, I went for my radio to call for help. He's like, as soon as I got my radio, I started taking it apart, threw it on the ground. He said, I got my cell phone up to call. And he said, I just immediately wiped my cell phone clean. But he had enough wherewithal in his brain that he called his department's number. When they examined the cell phone, that was the only thing in the cell phone was just where he had, he had dialed the number before he disappeared. So it's almost... Like these screen memories in this missing time might have might be tied into some sort of like hypnosis kind of thing that they're doing. The more I like look into it, the more it's like it kind of makes sense from all all these people that have these big chunks of time missing where you're just you're just hypnotized into whatever they whatever you want them doing. Because so many people don't remember like their abduction experiences until they have regression or hypnosis to bring it back. Yeah. That's insane. That's a crazy story. Like found, super crazy. I found evidence photos of uh his motorcycle and shit laid over with his with his sidearm taken apart and his radio taken apart. It's it's gonna be a future episode. I'm working on it. So <laughs> God, that's nuts, dude. That little that- little house guy preemptive teaser there <laughs> yeah yeah little teaser especially for you heel folk out there no man that that, that kind of i mean it's not quite that well i don't know it's crazy in its own way but uh me and ryan actually we, we were staying at a, a campground that's that's local to us you know um i've got a camper i just go put it up this this last month i just paid for a month and, and go there you know, every few days, whenever I want to camp out for a night or two, whatever, take the family, you know, just have a good time. But we were down there and the awesome thing about camping too, you know, it's a lot like this. You get down there and people you don't even know, you just, you know, you know strike up conversations. And, and by the end of a few days, you're family, you know, I mean, you're, you're sharing meals and, and sharing all these different stories and stuff. Well, to make a long story short, um, we were talking to this family and we're going to have a couple of them on as guests, you know, in the future. 
but there's there's a young girl and she started telling a couple little stories you know like you know i think my house is haunted because of this and that and i mean they were, they were cool little stories you know i was listening to her and she starts talking about having night terrors <clears throat> and i was like uh well, explain your night terrors. You know, what do, what do those look like? You know, what's what's going on with them? Well, first she starts talking about, you know, just your usual sleep paralysis, you know, pretty much just the straight from the textbook sleep paralysis that she wakes up, she can't move. She sees like a, a shadow figure in the corner. And then sometimes it's an old hag, like literally an old hag that will come and jump on her chest and hold her down. Just classic sleep paralysis. She said, she said, but then other times, and this is where it gets crazy. And I don't want to go like crazy in detail because I want her to be on to tell it. But she was talking about how people in masks that cover their entire face, but they're really tall and have really long limbs will cut holes in her ceiling at night. And she says, you know, she, she wakes up and there's no holes. So it has to be some form of, but they cut holes in her ceiling at night. Dude, it gets worse. They bring her up through the hole and they take her to a place that looks like a hospital room and they do surgery. They never take their masks off. They never speak, but they do surgery and surgeries as bad as like amputation. And then they've, yeah. And then they made, they make her do things like in these night terrors that she was talking about. These beings make her do things for them. Like, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of communication there. She says that she just understands. She just knows what they want, which is super weird to me. And I even asked her, I says, like, telepathic. And she said, no, I just know what they want. She said this went on every Thursday, which is crazy. What? This went on every Thursday for, I think, four years. Somewhere around four years, I think she said like ages eight to twelve or nine to thirteen, somewhere in that range. And it it she she strapped a, a, this bomb. She said that it didn't look like a bomb that we would have or like you would see in a movie here. She said, but whenever she had it on her chest, she knew that it was a bomb. And she had to walk into this place that she didn't recognize, and it was full of people. She said she couldn't see any of the people's faces. She couldn't see what they looked like. She just said it was a large. She said like a stadium full of people. She said, and I walked in and I knew what I had to do. This bomb went off. I woke up and it's never happened since. So it's almost like it's almost like she 20 died and on back. That time, yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought almost, about 20 and back. That's exactly, exactly what where I my thought. brain went. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when she was saying it. And you know, it's I was the right trying age. It's the right age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? And like, dude, when she was telling me this, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to be as, as, as calm and cool and just listen to her story without throwing in all my thoughts and beliefs and, and cutting her off me. But that's all I was thinking was this is, this is like a, a, a classic 20 and back scenario. You know, she's, these are like abduction cases that they're doing They're they're, she's doing working some kind of job for these these entities these beings and then when they were done with her they were done with her like no what's i mean either way bare minimum they're they're abductions bare minimum oh yeah without question like the way she describes all of it it's fucking abductions like it's aliens 100 percent 
That, that's where I'm at on uh, aliens. I've already made up my mind. I'm going to do what Chris did and just go up on the mountain here and like just talk to the sky and be like, listen. Oh, he's ready. I want to meet. He's ready. That's the first thing. I Before you even got into that story, you talked about camp, and I'm like, hold up. You guys are right down the road from Hellier in the middle of Appalachia. I'm like, you need to stay the fuck out of the woods. That's the first thing you need to do. Stop camping. camping. <laughs> Steve, we can't stay out of the woods. We are literally in the woods. We, we are in the woods. <laughs> my house, four one one. My house is sitting on about an acre plot right now, and all around me is woods. Just literally, tree line, just full of windigos. It's Absolutely. awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, there has to be a reason that Cherokee people would come here and farm, but they would not live. Yeah, they called it the dark and bloody ground. That's a bad sign yeah yeah <laughs> well, take somehow somehow we've made it this long i don't I'm know thinking that's a red flag the, dark, <laughs> the whole dark and bloody thing yeah. probably a red flag <laughs> yeah um, you said it a ton of times here too on this podcast like we whatever reason here in appalachia we, whatever the case may be be the demons it could be the devil it could be ancient indian spirits or whatever the case is we think and i'm a full believer of this that the veil is thinner here than it is in a lot of other places. I think that's why you hear a lot. We've got Bigfoot sightings and ancient pan rituals and just granny witch and magic that rolls into the Cherokee little people that rolls into the fairies. And I just think that the, the whatever the case may be, we're one of the things we're always talking about and just trying to figure out. But we think, I think, and fully believe the veil is just thinner here that. For whatever reason, that's why we're a little more susceptible to. We are like dead center of thirty-seven pillar parallel. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I could I could fully get behind that because oh, yeah. you, there's definitely. I mean, and then to be fair, there would be more than one hot spot on the planet. You know, because uh, uh, ancient Indians talk about uh, mountains. Like you were telling me that time where rocks ate people. Yeah. People would fall into the rocks, and then there's also triangle. there's also the running theory to go back to CERN. That CERN is trying to crack the veil. Because yep. there's people believing that CERN, they're trying to open the, the door to hell, essentially. That's what I believe. Or even, it may not even be hell. It just, that could be a loose description, you know, but it could be just cracking into. Somewhere we're not supposed some, to be. Exactly. Exactly. The upside down. That looks a lot like hell. Yeah. Listen, I, yeah. Like I said, it's cool. It's cool to look like, look through the window and just kind of, kind of check it out. But <laughs> When you turn that window into a door, we got problems. Other things can come through that door. That's it, man. That's well, it. It's just like I was looking out in the window yesterday, and there's a giant black bear standing out in my driveway, right? And as long as I was looking through the window, like cool I was, nature, I was fine. Like, look at that big thing. That's awesome. Go get him, dogs. Go, go get it. But now, if I was standing. In the midst of that giant black bear that I've seen, with the open, yeah, you open the door to the bear. Yeah, not so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, that's, I was, that's it. I think I was doing research on uh, Max Spears, which I haven't finished yet. But he he was kind of a big proponent that what we think and label as alien abductions are not alien; they're governmental abductions. I've heard and, that as well. And we're just the people who experience them. It's, it's either so traumatic that they block it out. Like how, how bad would it be that the better scenario 
is something from outside the fucking galaxy takes you and does experiments on you as opposed to, you know, the government. But he, he said 99% of what we as the public think of alien abductions are governmental abductions. Dude, that wouldn't surprise me for a second. No, I, I could we, totally. It's still, it's still lead greediness to real, real aliens because he didn't classify as hundred percent. No. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Who's to say that in these little fucking trade-offs that we've had throughout history, they didn't just trade off fucking knowledge? Oh, I'm yeah. like, hey, you guys want to? You guys want to learn how to do cool stuff? Here's how you do cool stuff. I was, I was. That's laughing. not so cool for everybody else. And you hear like <laughs> you hear so much about like they're cutting hole in the ceiling. That just sounds like a portal. Yeah, you know, just opening a portal. I was watching a documentary. Beat on me this, up, Scotty. On this town in. Uh, New York, I can't fucking remember what it is, but they're having all of oh, these you were telling me about this UFO sightings. Just they're they're videotaping them and they're just everywhere. Well, when this is going on, an uptick in paranormal activity started happening too. People started like having stuff moved around their house and all this shit. And there was one woman who had an excessive amount of paranormal activity in her house. Things were getting moved. Uh, things were getting broken. And she said she was getting ready to go into her basement and do laundry. And she says as she walked down, she saw essentially a portal open in her basement. And there were two guys in there. And they they acknowledged her. But it was like an oh shit moment. Like, Like we're not supposed to. She's not supposed to see us. She said they stepped right back into the portal and it closed up. So it like. What? Yeah, I. That was a documentary, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was on Amazon Prime. If I find yeah. it, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. It was. It's just it. Like what? I don't even know what is. Were the human guys in the yeah. in the portal? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, that's that's you know like what? a. Listen, that's what I was gonna say earlier. I've done forgot, and I just now got this back, Justin. <laughs> so just stop, stop. <laughs> So what I was thinking was when we were talking smack on CERN earlier, if we truly believe aliens can be interdimensional and travel like that, don't you think when like the first alien being was like, hey, I think we can travel different dimensions. People were like, oh, my God, you're going to let all this stuff through. Like, what if we're like that close to interdimensional travel? It's going to be terrible. Yeah, I don't think we're ready for that. It seems like it worked out for the aliens. Like, maybe we'll find some dumb people like us, like dumber than us. And we'll be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we're your god. We created you. Actually, <laughs> we just found you five minutes ago. But yeah, we created you. That's that's <laughs> that's what I said about the Bledsoe entities, yeah. man. I'm like, people spend, spend all this time praying and, you know, telling telling God their fears and their hopes and just sending it out into the ether. Like I said, what if, what if it doesn't reach who you want it to reach? What if it reaches somebody else? And then they got all this information about what you're scared of, what you believe in, what your hopes are. All they have to do is come in and play that card. And you're going to be like, Holy shit. That's a whole, that's a holy being right there. It knows everything that I'm afraid of. And it's, it's planned to that. And it's planned to all my, like my wishes and my hopes and, how I want my life to play out, and they're they're gonna look really fucking good, just sitting there telling us all that shit, you know, like hey, you know, if you do this and this and this, then everything's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So let's well, say let's say Chris wasn't 
a devout Christian like he is, say he was pagan or whatever. He's like, oh, these things look like Valkyrie to me, you know, something like that. I, I believe it would be from the perspective of the experiencer. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, I mean, bleeding over and they're playing into that. Just I agreed heavily when you were throwing that theory out there, Steve. It, it it made me question a lot a lot of things like the just because I'd never heard of the case before and I was going off what Kyle what the research that Kyle had done and as it kept hitting and kept hitting and kind of changing the narrative as it went as as they saw him like call out to Jesus as as a defense and they kind of started changing their narrative and playing playing to that whole side of of him being a devout Christian. You know, saying, you know, you, you aren't the creator. I believe in God. And they're like, oh, do you now? So, and then they're like, well, we can, we can do that too. You know, we can be God. And then all of a sudden it takes this whole devout holy turn where the, the lady and the light and everything is all, all this positivity. And I'm like, man, that was kind of fucking convenient. You know, you found out, you found out this guy's like the, the pillar of his, his life, you know. He, he turned he turned to God in the most probably the most terrifying moment of his his entire existence and these beings are like yeah we should we should probably play into that because that seems pretty important to this dude because yeah, you even heard I think his son and and or Chris speak on it uh, how even the Vatican says don't touch these things like, yeah stay the fuck away from them that's that's what I'm and like the way my mind would operate is that if these were divine beings the church would be like, yes, embrace them. Yeah. Because that, because this proves our fucking, exactly. this, we're right. Exactly. We are right. And they could, and then it just imagine like if they ran it like a business, then Catholicism or, or Christianity or whatever would fucking skyrocket. Cause they, everybody would go, Oh my God, they, they're right. They've been right the whole time. We need to get right with Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it, but why would the Vatican oppose that? Yeah. <clears throat> Which I, I, I don't know. I feel like the Vatican. <laughs> they oh, yeah, know that's saying they're the greatest establishment on the planet. I always think I see the memes like if you if you could break into one place and and have an hour to go through the information, that where to be Area Fifty One? This I'm like I'm going to the fucking basement of the Vatican. Absolutely, <laughs> first thing. That's where going I down. I would even go. I would even know where to start. I'll just be, no, no, looks like a madman. Yeah. Just trying to hoard them home, like yeah. back to the hollow cave, <laughs> stuffing them in my pants, up my shirt. Gosh, yeah. But I mean, I, look, I, you know, I've, I have my own views on a lot of that. I think that has been going on for you know these guys have to hear it all the time. You know, I think that's been going on since the beginning of mankind. You know, I go back to the entire Genesis six thing with fallen angels and and think that you know we had angels that were literally thrown out of heaven by God. And when they came to earth, they said, okay, you know what? You did this to us. You oppose us. We hate you. So your creation, your, your children that you're going to create here, we are going to be gods to them on this earth. They're going to look at us as gods. And I think that's, you know, you can match up almost every culture and civilization all throughout human history. And you just switch some names around, but you have all of these these gods that line up in this entire pantheon and all these these uh, polytheistic religions and, and cultures and civilizations. 
You just change some names, but they're the same gods. They have the same characteristics. They do the same things. They have the same stories. They teach the same things. I feel like that that's been going on since the beginning of mankind. And I feel like just like Steve said right there, these things learn about somebody and they play into that perspective. They play into your beliefs and your thoughts and and your values, and they're going to use you and get to you however they can. And that's automatically going to be, okay, it's like, you know, you said Wendigo earlier. Well, some crazy ravenous beast isn't going to stand at the tree line and, and growl at you and you just approach them and be like, oh, yeah, here I am. They're going to mimic a loved one. They're going to, they're going to sound like a baby crying. They're going to do what they can do to make you become vulnerable to them. And I think that's been going on for all human history. I think it's still going on today. I think that it's it's in connection with governments and countries and all of this different stuff. And I feel like we are a uh, a glo- uh, an earth led by well, not everybody, but as far as government wise and the way the world is ran by a lot of these entities, these old gods. I mean, I, I really do. I can get with that. I can get with that because they're especially in today's world. Like I guarantee you guys do the same thing. Uh, shit's a lot fucking weirder than it's ever been. Oh yeah, like, it's full throttle. It is absolutely bizarre. Like the mental state of people, all the things that have happened. I just saw uh, it got brought up in Congress that they're creating bioweapons that can target DNA, and all this just utterly asinine fictional shit is. Like just to the forefront of reality yeah, now. They're just like I said. It's just they're just priming us. It's it is yeah. They're just priming literally us for the, the next most bizarre time of my shit. life. I mean, the Department of Defense just opened up a anomalous research chapter, <laughs> yeah. like you organization. That. That's freaking nuts, man. Yeah. Like they're literally okay. You have these congressional UAP hearings and all this different stuff. All right, you know, uh, eventually there's so much evidence there. You have to have somebody in government step up and say, yeah, there's something there. We don't really know. We're, we're trying to figure it out just like y'all are. We'll look into it. Yeah. And, but uh, to open up an entire division and call the X-Files, it. X-Files, baby. That's an X-Files. Cue the hollow sky intro, baby. <laughs> I need to sign up for that. They need to hire my ass. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. But on, but on, I would get fired because I would talk to everybody about it. Yeah, same. We'd, we'd, be, we'd just disappear. <laughs> oh, no, dude, it would happen without a doubt. And I, on the note of being primed and all the UAPs and shit and like them, them saying like there are vehicles and shit on this planet that are not from this planet. <laughs> and everybody's just like, eh. Whatever, <laughs> you know, it's just another day. But on the flip side of that, like, look at the evidence that they decided to release. Like, the Tic Tac video, it is the worst fucking video of a UFO I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It is just a fuzzy, just a fuzzy blip on a radar. And they're like, yeah, that's that's a UFO. Like, no, no, I need, I need, like, Independence Day coming down Fuck that. to get everybody's attention. Because now... Now they're saying there's there's shit on the planet that we don't know. We don't know where the fuck it came from. And everybody's just like, ah, oh well. Like so that's that's we'll make room. That's weird, but whatever. Yeah, I, was, I mean it's just it's became totally normalized. It's it's we've been it, we've been indoctrinated. Know, yeah, with all the evidence that they probably amassed forever, they give us 
that 40 second fuzzy tic tac video that is nothing is yeah. nothing so it's no wonder people are like oh that's that's the evidence you drop when you say aliens are real yeah but they're cool. completely transparent yeah cool cool oh yeah. and by the way on that Pascagoula abduction when the guys talked about calling Keesler Air Force Base I was uh, in the Air Force. I was stationed at Keesler Air Force Base um, between 2001 and 2005. Uh, I can promise you if they called them, they'd be like, I don't know what to do with this call. It's, you know, <laughs> so it's it checks a, out. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's an air education training center, AETC base. So it's it's all students. Uh, there's, that makes way more sense than them yeah. just being like, nah. Yeah, there's, <laughs> you there's experience in them. There's medical students and there's weather school students, and that's it. <laughs> so they're probably like aliens. I don't know. That's, <laughs> call, yeah, call, call the local sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just call your local PD. I don't know what to tell you. That that makes a little that checks out a little bit more. Yeah, because I'm like, damn, they called an Air Force Base, and they're like, nah, fuck that. We're not we're not doing any of that. No, I, I told I was telling Justin, you know, about that, and I was like, I got to tell these guys this a little validation for it, but the. You know, the thing is, the Air Force bases, they're, they're all gated off security, the pylons you got to drive to zigzag through. When you get up to the SPs, they're holding M16. Well, in my time, they were holding M16s. But, uh, you know, that would cause people to be like, all right, what the crap's going on in there? You know, all the locals and all the stories and, oh, I've seen all these. And I'm not saying they didn't see anything crazy, but. You know, my shop was right by the flight line, so we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. But, you know, I can just tell you, that base, There's except for the hurricane hunters, those guys were crazy. Uh, a guard, <laughs> a reserve unit on that base, and they would fly C-130s into the heart of a hurricane to track it. Fuck like, that. Uh, no thanks, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> No wonder the aliens are just like, you know what? We got to check the check the brains on these people flying fucking airplanes into hurricanes and shit. Yeah, like what the hell is going on? <laughs> what if what if that whole theory of, you know, just extraterrestrials, aliens being like future us and all they're doing is coming back and, and they're like, you know, let's check out where we were at, at this time. And they just come back and all, that's all they're doing is like looking at us being like, good God, what is wrong with us? Yeah. You know what? When we make it this far. But those stories, uh, Napoleon, freaking at Lincoln, the Civil War, things like Bob Smalls, Robert Smalls, uh, check that guy out. My hero. But... How he got the Robert Small. You know, I'm just talking about these these people coming back and checking us out. It has to be like a, a, a reality TV show of the future, like dumbest moments in history. Right now is what it would be. There's no way they're just coming to see what we were up to because they're like, this is where humanity went down. Species like, that aren't meant to survive. <laughs> yeah. This is why they're extinct, kids. And then all the lizard people fly up and they're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Checks out. 
don't watch the Kardashians or any other reality TV show because, (laughs) you know, you go fucking crazy and then you destroy your planet. (laughs) Just flash it into hurricanes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Imagine. Imagine. Just the the people that founded this country and and the people before that, if they were able to come see us now, like they went through the plague and shit. And they'd be like, nope, fuck that. Send me back. This is (laughs) nuts. Send me back home. I don't even know what that was walking down the street, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just take me back to 1743. Yeah, just let's go. This place is nuts. I'm going the fuck home. Jesus Christ, just let me die of the plague. Yeah, kill the fucking time travel. We're done with this shit. Future is not so bright, everyone. <laughs> oh good God. And that's that's Appalachian intelligence, folks. There it is. Listen, I can't stop these thoughts, Justin. <laughs> All I know is uh Chris Bledsoe's ears are burning right now, right? Because you have you are on this Bledsoe train like crazy right now. Listen, I, I am enthralled. With this story. The only thing that's going to throw me off is if he starts a cult. If he, <laughs> if, he if he starts a cult, I'm out. I'm like, I no. mean, it does. It does sound like uh, he's getting his footing it's, together. It's leading that way. That's the feeling I was getting in it in part three. By this point, when the white lady's coming and giving him directions, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, this is Waco all over again. You know what? <laughs> You know what, David Koresh? If you're if you're Jesus, why are you wearing glasses? <laughs> Couldn't you just like heal your your bad eyesight? I don't understand. Nope. Who nope. the hell fell for that? Jesus wouldn't wear glasses. And he sure as shit would be named Koresh. That's where I'm going with this. It's a solid, solid point. Really, I have, nothing, I have no argument. No <laughs> argument at all. I'm behind Bledsoe until he starts a cult. Now I'm out. I'm not doing the cult thing. <laughs> He's been popping up on my Twitter feed nonstop. I don't know if he. I don't even follow him, but he's all over there, and I'm like, holy shit. I haven't even got about this white lady and the feminine form and all this shit. And I'm like. This dude needs a date, or he just is pushing this super hard. Yeah, I bet his wife felt great when he said it was the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. He's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) it cut me deep. (laughs) I'll get past it. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm behind him right now, but it's getting really culty. I didn't think of it that way until you mentioned it, but now, yeah, the seeds are being planted. Yeah, I mean, his the people who who buy into that theory, they're all about it, man. Yeah, they they, they, they solely subscribe to that. the The white the beings of light are everything. They are the fae. They are the Bigfoot. They are everything, everything. And they don't want to hear any different either. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. They, they, don't, they don't like when you. And you're right. That is very culty. Oppose it. <laughs> That's very culty. Yeah. But 
<laughs> that's just where I feel like he's heading right now. Like you got to get a backing before you can actually have a cult. You know, it's not that's like true. a like a podcast. You know, you can start a podcast without any followers. It just helps to have them. But you know, and you want people to enjoy the content you're putting out. You, and that's why you start a I podcast. Love, yeah, and I love these before conversations. Before you start a cult. Yes. Use your, use your <laughs> podcast as a gateway to the that's, cult. That's his yes. next step. He's already it sounds like somebody's got a plan of his own. That's, that's what I've been banking on. Well, <laughs> that's why we're building this drive. We're back right. to it. You just replaced that full, full, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> you replaced that word drive with cult, and here we are. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, Come <on>. tomato. <laughs> Come on, hill folk. Drink the juice. That's well, <laughs> well, we, I mean, his son, Ryan, does have a pretty big podcast. We're just, just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. Bledsoe said, Bledsoe said so is pretty that big. Is true. Yeah. The, the he thing- hangs out with a lot of the big dogs. Yep. The, the things I put together was after the smear campaign, it wasn't long before you were talking about Chris himself said that he was contacted by the government. And I'm not calling him a liar. He could have been that they ran a smear campaign on him and told him what they were doing. I don't know why they were telling what they were doing. That doesn't make sense to me. I wouldn't tell somebody, you know, if I was running a smear campaign, hey, I ran a smear campaign on you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just, just you know, my cover. you can tell everybody that that's what we did, but they're never going to believe you because that put a seed of doubt in my mind was like, mm, it's Chris saying that he was contacted and it was a smear campaign. It's like he's trying to save face and now he's building up a following. That's where I'm going with the culty thing. Fair enough. Those were the things I put together. But actually, on the flip side, giving the guy the benefit of the doubt, you know, he's got my backing right now. Until he starts the cult. Then it's over. So he's just a couple really good words away from you joining the cult. That's what I was thinking. He's like, I back back the cult leader, but I'm not joining the cult. Yeah, he's (laughs) going to have to give me a really good massage or something first before I just. (laughs) What flavor Kool-Aid is he bringing in? It's going to be the. It's gonna be the make or break it, dude. Hope it's a, hope it's that purple drink. <laughs> yeah, hey, but purple is my favorite monster. But <laughs> all right, guys, I think we've been going. For, well, it's eleven eleven. You know what that means? Oh, Holy shit. crap! Every time when we go it's to time. say it's about time to close down, it's eleven eleven. That's another one of those uh, little weird things. Repeating Synchronicities. Yep, Repeating is also on the egress flyer. Oh, oh, snap. Repeating numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, if that's if repeating numbers are their bag, well, I'm not even going to say it because if they're listening in right now, I don't want them studying up on me. It's three, Zegress. Get him. <laughs> Get him. Contact me. I'll give you his info. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. But no, guys, it's, I think we've been going for like a couple hours now at this yeah. point. But man, it's time flies when you're having fun, dude. This has, been, this has been great conversation. And, and, dude, this is what I love. And this is what, you know, yeah, we have. Here's the thing. We've had doctors and authors and filmmakers and, you know, all these different people on this show, you know, that, that specialize or are experts in certain things. But the episodes that I enjoy the most is having guys like you on that are just other, you know, they're just out there doing the same thing that we're 
that you know that we're doing here. You're just you've got questions in this super weird world, and you're just doing your best to be genuine and trying to find those answers that we're probably never ever going to find. But it's still super cool to talk about and think about. And I can tell by listening to you guys, and and I, I try. I try to be the same way for our audience. You guys are really, really compassionate and, and genuine in the fact that you really do care about what you're putting out there and, and the people, the relationships that you're building out there with your audience. And dude, I love that. You know, that's, that, that's the thing. And I mean, the, like I said, these are the conversations that I, these are the episodes that I enjoy more than anything. We can just sit down, chat it up. And, you know, I'm not, you guys aren't having to feel like, oh, well, we got to get all this information out about this certain topic in this amount of right. time and all that. You know, if people want to hear that stuff, guess what? It's there. Go check these guys out. Go check out Steve and Kyle, the Hollow Sky podcast. They're great. We're all three huge fans here. I mean, they, they are doing something that I hope, that I aspire to to be on the same trajectory as they are one day. And I think that's the biggest thing in this, just like with anything, you have to have role models. And I can honestly say that that's you guys, Hey, look, Fired up. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? What can I say? We we appreciate that. And Absolutely. Like, I speak for both of us when we we still don't know how to take no how to take no. positive reinforcement no. stuff. The, the shittier stuff hits easier. Yeah. You're just like, okay, expect that. Yeah. yeah, the bad reviews were like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Not that far off. It's all this positivity. I'm like, what in the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but we do appreciate it. And those yeah. like like I was thinking when you were talking, if if it wasn't for for all of our listeners and the whole community we're building, it would just be me and Kyle talking. Yeah, you know that's that's all it would be. So Hollow Sky is, is everybody. It's everybody. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the entire community. Yeah, and our our intention. I mean, we I remember talking about it. Uh, grassroots, grassroots. Sorry. Like we we literally stock because we can recall it. Like our first week releasing episodes is like ten downloads. Like literally, we started from zero, nothing, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, and the tin was probably like my mom. Yeah, mom. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was family, family and friends. And then it, you know, it just I, I think, and I think you guys have something special too. I think oh, definitely. Just it, it, if you can just stay genuine, like you were saying, and just stay focused, keep keep grinding them out. You know, I think I think you'll make it. Like it. Yeah, you have you have great interaction and charisma with one another. Yeah, and that I think a lot Easy of people, to talk to. a lot of people resonate with that. <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah. Well, we have a Ryan. I mean, how can you not love that, right? <laughs> he is a dragon hunter, so it's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm possibly possessed by one. I don't know. <laughs> I hope. It's, I, it's, I hope it's, it's Matthew your... McConaughey. Oh, All right. Man. All right, all right, all right. Wasn't he a dragon hunter in the movie Rain? Oh, shit, he was. He 
Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, sorry, sorry, Kyle. I'm too bald to be Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I could be like he, a... no, dude. He was bald in that movie. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was bald oh, in that movie. This pineal trip from taking that to the brain is just way out there. Yep. And at, at the end, at the end, dude, he does not go out like a bitch because he jumps into that dragon's mouth with an axe. Oh, I don't know about it. I'm coming for you. pump the brakes. I'll, I'll be, a, I'll be like far. the uh, Dollar General knockoff version of Matt McConaughey. Like a, just look at the dragon <laughs> through the window. Like a Joe Dirt or something. That's <laughs> Joe Dirt like the it. dragon fighter. Dude, I am more than okay with that. <laughs> Oh, wow! Well, I hope oh. <laughs> I hope when your uh, pineal gland trip ends that you you have vague memories of our podcast when we don't exist anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh! Well, hopefully, I just you know, uh, power of life and death on the tip of the tongue, just speak it into existence, and you guys are real when I wake up. So. <laughs> at least make was, us, at least make us cooler. <laughs> that was that right was, off the top of my head too. That Sorry, was Justin. like. Super deep, bro. That was like pretty decent. decent. I didn't know how to respond to it. I'm like, did you just wake up from the from the alternate timeline? Who is this? I do that every once in a while. The power of he does look. I will say, like, usually the end of every episode, you know, we start trying. It's the old southern thing, you know. You start saying goodbye 20 minutes before you actually say goodbye. But he comes up with these brilliant quotes just at the end of every episode, just like out of nowhere. Like he just talks mad crap the entire episode. And then all of a sudden, the power of life and death at the tip of my tongue. I just speak it into existence. It's just, just a what? philosopher. Just, <laughs> all right. Wait, damn. All right. Like, Maybe I'm not possessed by a dragon. Maybe it's Archimedes or something like that. <laughs> but I feel like I'd be a lot better at math. The power of life and death. I don't know, dude. You did do the equation today. <laughs> I did the equation. It. If you fold a piece of paper 42 times, you can reach the moon. And not only can you reach the moon, you can go 13 billion feet past the moon. If you can fold a single sheet of paper in the uh, 0.07 millimeters in, in thickness, and then each time you fold the paper, it doubles. So by the time you reach, I don't have that piece of paper with me, but by the time you reach 42 folds, if you convert millimeters into inches, inches into feet, you've gone, now it's 1,256,074,000 feet to the moon. By the time you fold a piece of paper 42 times and it doubles each layer, at 0.07 millimeters converted into inches converted into feet it's 14 billion feet that's dumb <laughs> yeah he's like so not a, only do you reach the moon, you guys need to capitalize on this this is gold <laughs> like not only do you reach the moon you go 13 well 12 point whatever billion feet past the moon like You've reached like way too many numbers. Yeah. Way too many numbers, bro. Really? Exactly. Yeah. He said they told me that. And I was like, not true. I don't believe it. <laughs> He's like, here, look at this. <laughs> like the guy that believes every single paranormal cryptid UFO story that comes across his, his table, you know. <laughs> my, friend, my friend's an idiot. Don't listen <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. It's like you can't <laughs> we were knocking the equation out on the whiteboard. Like, look, if you just 
it was like it was like just, just keep folding. <laughs> it, was, it was like Rain Man. It was like Rain Man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, you can actually go twelve point one fork B. <laughs> like, what? Past the moon. Yeah, on, it's on crazy. A, on a Thursday. Hey, I will give him this. We had Dave Weiss on here, you know, Flat Earth or Flat Earth Dave. And Ryan, don't say anything. He don't have <sighs> They don't have a great relationship, but <laughs> the side, the side said it all just exhaustion. It's like, uh, we had Dave wise on here and he was asking these questions like, you know, uh, and my how power's far... blinking. Stop talking about him. Oh, Holy crap. That shit. was weird. He's done it three in. times back. Oh, you know what that repeating means? numbers. David, leave my shit alone. <laughs> Crazy bastard. <laughs> I mean, I've never. <laughs> right, let me say what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, in my life, if I heard anybody spill as much shit out of their mouth as that man, here we go. and then go, Welcome to Flat Earth. Welcome. Gravity's not real. We all just sit here. It's- We're just a flat disc traveling through space billions of miles an hour, like a fucking fishing net through water. You catch shit, right? No. According to David, just <laughs> deflects off somehow. We got a force field around us, apparently. All right, let me say what I'm trying to say. Is he going to talk about us like this on the next episode? Definitely, definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely no. not. This has been one of my favorites, This is awesome. <laughs> but no, Dave's have to asking. tune in to see. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's asking these questions like, you know, how far is it from the earth to here and how far it is, you know, around the equator and blah, blah, blah. And Ryan's just like spitting these numbers off. Like, boom, 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 boom. And he was like, you're literally the first person I've ever asked these questions to that got them right. <laughs> it's Rain Man. It's Rain Man. Don't come at me with your bullshit, Dave. Because I'll call you out. Looking you in the eyes with confidence. I, I show the confidence. I do. Okay. I think, I think I think you guys need to capitalize on the savantness going on here because you got something. You got something. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been great. This has been a yeah. lots of fun. Uh, you guys plug your stuff before you jump off here. Uh, yeah, just uh, search up the Hollow Sky podcast. We're on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. We are also on all podcatchers, wherever you listen to podcasts, YouTube, wherever. Just search Hollow Sky, H O L O S K Y podcast, and we'll be there. Come and hang out, join the Discord. You know the drill. Get weird. Get weird. <laughs> Call the holophone. That's right. Yeah. It was it was going off whenever we were recording. Was it? Actually, yeah. Oh man, you guys should have answered. We would send you the recording. <laughs> it, was, it was Mark. <laughs> Dude, that is a great idea. God, we'll talk about it afterwards. Let's end this thing. Okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, Steve, Kyle, thank you guys so much for coming on. We'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Definitely. It's been a blast. Ryan, Lance, love you boys. Love you, buddy. It's a great getting to do this again for another week. Hill folk. Until next time. See y'all later. See ya.